favor. This is one more. I sometimes forget the cameras there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, let me look at the camera real quick. Like, if I'm saying something to a certain audience, um, it's just weird to think about yourself. Like, oh, I'm being recorded. Like every every single thing is being recorded. I forget. Yeah. When when he wants to make it a a point to someone, he looks at the camera and says, "Baby, I love you." <laughs> and that's usually like a message to me to the Richie in the future that's editing. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to keep that in mind. <laughs> How are y'all today? Doing good. Weather's it feels like like a December, like a December type you know type day with the rain and the frío. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Weather's been shit, man. Like today feels like how my entire week has felt. <laughs> just like a just like a gray, shitty blur yeah. of, of of uncomfort. <laughs> I'm not li- I'm not lying, man. Like like I was telling Richie earlier that. At work, I feel like I've every day has been 100 miles per hour. Yeah, and I was like, "Shit, it's only Thursday." Like, I felt like I've worked two weeks in one week. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it does feel weird. Uh, it was actually nice on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Pretty pretty hot. I yet the temperature started lowering, but this morning is the frío. Mm-hmm. But like the type of frío that you don't even want to leave the house. And I was like, "Crap, man." San Marcos, Literally, you know, everything already put it up. Now I'm already like wearing shorts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear shorts tomorrow. And, this, and I'm like, well, the Ricardo after this is going to have to worry about that. But this Ricardo is <laughs> enjoying this, this warm, this warm inside. La popular hot chocolate. If you didn't know, I, I don't do Abuelita because Abuelita is one of my Nestle. That's right. Uh, the, what's the other one that's uh, Ibarra. Ibarra? Ibarra. Yeah, those are the ones that are like independent, like true, like origen, you know, Mexicanos. Mexicanos. Yeah, exactamente. Yes. You, don't do, uh, you don't do Nestle? Or? I used to until I found out that it was, I mean, not, nothing wrong with Nestle. I'm just saying, right. like, you know. I'm it's gonna, just like I'm a sweet, Swedish it. owner somewhere up yeah, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be like Mexican in origin, but it's owned yeah. by, it's owned by, right. by Nestle. So. Mm. Do you do Goya? Not anymore. No. Not anymore. <laughs> Not, anymore. <laughs> Not since 2021. That was a trap. That was a trap. Not since 2021. Yeah, I haven't done Goya. So you always buy the guy that does for the kids, but I don't want Yeah. Buy the others. <laughs> La otra. But uh, welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Thank you. I'm glad to, really glad to be here. Uh, long time fan. Uh, so kind of Long time fan, <laughs> unofficial fact checker, <laughs> a little yeah. bit of everything. <laughs> Illustrious <laughs> Chris Rubio. <laughs> do, do, do you know what? Now we should like actually. Hopefully, they come up with uh, what was that cup that I I said? The uh, there was like the supporters cup. I for, I forget the name of it, but there was the one that we got fact checked on. And who other people fact checking y'all or no no, no the supporters oh, I, supporter I said supporter shield, shield. Said, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so like, no just to clarify for the they, they, this was an episode <laughs> like so I'm actually really mad at Ram too because like so one and, and I only said this because I remember it was the first game of the Premier League season it was a Friday and Coca shows up to the tavern where we watch Arsenal that's right and I was just like hey Coca just some feedback because I come from you know I'm an educator and we'll talk about like my, my 
profession a little bit, but I come from yeah. a place where you get feedback like all the time, mm-hmm. good feedback, like growth feedback, even like I love to cook and I'm always asking my, my suegra, my sister-in-law, my wife, like, how did it taste? How was it? Uh, Cause I want to make it better, obviously. So I was just like, Oh, you know what? You said supporter shield, but it's actually community shield. Is, 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 <laughs> but I, I hope I maybe I come off, came off as an asshole. No, no, no. We made, we made, we made a joke out of it. Was it. Great. Yeah, but it was then great. Ram, like a couple episodes later when Chiellini was coming to LAFC, y'all were talking about, I think it was when Ram and Alexis were on. That's yeah. right. And then yeah, mispronounced, which I'm probably going to mispronounce some players today. But anyways, <laughs> I just saw Ram and Confianza. Le dije. I was like, Ram, it's Chiellini, not Chiellini. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, but don't tell the guys. Okay. And then next thing I know, he's putting it on the, 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 thing, on so. the thing about Ram, you, you tell Ram and, and the world's going to know. Bro. That's the thing. Nah, shout out to Ram Sizzle. Uh, Ramiro, we love we love that guy. And it, it was just funny. Like, when he, when he told us that, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So now I love, I, I love that you were listening, though. And you're like, all right. I think you even that means said someone's paying attention. Yeah, yeah, you're and that's paying good. attention. There yeah. was an episode where y'all mentioned it. So. Uh, yeah. So, yes, the fact, I guess, I guess the fact checker is here. But I, again, as things will play out, I will make many mistakes. Yeah, today. I will say that, that's life, man. Life yeah. is a bunch of mistakes. I've learned to to uh, like I'm always messing up with names, numbers, whatever. But I've learned to like have fun with it. You yeah. know, like that. I think because yeah, I mean there there's you know numbers that are correct and everything. But as long as you're not saying something really really stupid, you right. know, it's in the conversation. Like sometimes se te pasa like como cuatro que el de siete más cuatro. Oh. Yes, <laughs> there's a joke about it, uh, and and uh, there's there's a, like the, the one thing that I like is just the fact that that um, I always take everything that has to do with fact checking sometimes as a joke, because yeah. I'm like at the end of the day it's it's pachar, you know. Yeah, yeah. Una, I mean, una I, and I think like, you know, someone uh, my first language is Spanish, but you know, I I, I I grew up here, I grew up in the valley, and and. You know, I, I think about my dad a lot of times who has who has an accent. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, his, his, his English is good. Like, he knows English. But sometimes he'll say something incorrect or wrong and, like, people will look at him weird. But he, he's getting the message across. And so, yeah. like, I think it's, like, you know, someone who's maybe their, their language is in English. Like, it's okay to make mistakes. Like, as long as you get the – you're getting the point across. So. Right. Yeah. That's true. I think, yeah, like, the, the, you know, desire to be right and perfectly accurate all the time can sometimes hold back a lot of things. You know? Absolutely. You just, yeah. just got to let it go. Yeah, let it rip. Yeah. yeah, but there's one thing like like Coke has had like when we first started, uh, como que con el español, yeah. like he, he was a uh, no soltaba. But then as as the episodes went on, the Coke's personality with Spanish would start coming out yeah. and coming out and coming out. And I was like, that's my boy right there. <laughs> that's the thing, man. If you don't like, for me, if I'm not practicing it, exactly, like it's hard to. It's like when I start speaking Spanish, I'm like, who am I? What do I think? Yeah. It, it takes a little bit more. Right. <laughs> it yeah. takes a little bit more, but uh, con todo, yeah. como todo con práctica. Yeah, I or like in me. English, I, I slurred, I stutter, slur, stutter. Yeah. But right. uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and, cool. and I think, you know, when you have conversations about football, vida, and cultura, as long as it's respectful, todo se vale. That's what we do here. Otra, por favor. Football, vida, and cultura. We are happy to have Chris, as many of you know, he's our... Very special guest here. He's a writer for Cap City Soccer, also uh, director of high school leadership for KIPP. Yeah, the KIPP Foundation. KIPP Foundation. That's my day job. That's his day job. Yeah, so <laughs> that's pays the bills. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, man. We can't wait to get into your story. Before we do that, we did want to get a little bit into the football, just do a little football recap. Yeah. What do y'all think? Let's start with uh, just a quick... Uh, Two shout-outs before we get into the football true. recap. Um, shout-outs to our sponsors. Hop Squad. Hop Squad. For this uh, wonderful 
Zapatista beer and Los Salud. 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 I'm, a, I'm, I'm rotating them between Zapatista and, and Lord Sanate. What, how, what do you feel? ¿Cuál te gusta más? Las dos. Hey. Which is, I mean, it, it's a good problem to have, you know, because whenever you go to a place, you want you like having options. I'm not really big into IPAs, pero esta siento chidito. And I know as a sermon comes, they're going to have more seltzers, like, o, o la pepino, uh, there's one called pepino, there's another one, that, like, we made our watermelon. Those are like my favorite ones during the like the you know the the summer when it's hot. Yeah. Um, now as que la, la la sandia the watermelon one that one's a little high on the on the alcohol one so you just have to be careful. Yeah, with be those. careful. Get, they sneak up on you. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Hop Squad Laboratory of Beers there. All these wonderful flavors. Also wanted to give a shout out to Club Deportes. Yeah. Uh, they had us on Monday for an episode of FCTV or that was a special episode. It zero. Was zero percent. El zero por ciento. No one's important. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, we had a blast recording with my tocayo Jorge. Este, what did you think, Richie? How how did you feel about that? It was fun, bro. I think it was uh, something different in Jorge's space. That's right, because it's very you know analytical about the, the game. We talked about it, but there was also you know sometimes like he said, and el periodismo when you're doing journalism, which we're not journalists, you know, we're we're, we're podcasters. You want to just have fun, and I think yeah, it was it was like the way you. You know, we were hanging out there. Literally, that's the way we are, like, outside uh, of the mic. The whole idea was just to have fun. Like, literally, Jorge didn't give us a, a plot or an outline. He was just like, show up, and I just want you to have fun. Yeah. And that's what we did. I mean, if you watch it, nothing but jokes, nothing but good times. I mean, there's some there's some criticisms here and there. Uh, we get into some good topics, but shout-out to Jorge for having us on his podcast. Yeah, man, it was good. Yeah. And then uh, Miguelito sure. también, even Miguelito. though he forgot to tag Otra Por Favor on his tweet. It's Asshole. all good. <laughs> Yelito, Jerry, the bunch, they're it, great. Michelle, it, it, Michelle Jerry, was there with Jerry us number one, Jerry number two, Jerry number three. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Al Fútbol. Uh, Austin FC, we have an upcoming game yeah. against LAFC, our, one of our I, I, favorite rivals, I guess. Um, Saturday, April 8th at 6.30 p.m. at the LAFC home. What do y'all think? Their form is looking a little bit different from our form. Yeah, yeah. It's you know I will say the the week yeah. off dale, dale. The, the the I don't know what you call it in, in football the bye week I guess mm-hmm. you know it's like the NFL like you got a bye week the bye week yeah. hey, it's MLS we'll call I've it bye forgotten week. about it right because there's an odd number of teams like obviously somebody's gonna be left out so yeah. the the bye week I honestly couldn't have come out at a better time like mm-hmm. it would have been great to to have gone into the bye with a full with a three points against uh, Colorado obviously that didn't happen mm-hmm. um, and honestly we should have probably just been happy with the one point. Um, but I, I was reading uh, Wolf's Presser, I think it was yesterday, or I think it was yesterday when he put out, just like, you know, they're working on stuff and they're trying new things. So I, I think it, it, the buy couldn't have come at a better time. Like, they really needed, like, a reset because um, obviously things haven't gone the way that uh, they would want or a lot of our supporters would, would, would want. It's a little too early in the season, like, for me to, to you know, have a reset. But then again, it's better to have it now than to have the, you know, to have the reset when you're competing for playoffs. We're still in the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, I mean, technically same as last year, but it's just the, the goal part is the one that, you know, that's not really there in our favor. Uh, we, I think we, I believe we have a negative one on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the, the difference now is we're playing an LAFC that just beat um, Vancouver. Yeah. Champions League. Uh, away. Yeah. So, and they're doing things right yeah. in the international level, and they're taking advantage of the roster, you know, like, 
And basically, you have players that that are playing both games, you know, back to back, like in the weekend and in the in the in the Concacaf Champions League. Um, for me is, I hope we don't get blown out. No. You know, I'm okay with a one zero loss. If we win, that's an extra step. But at the end of the day, it's just like not, you know, minimize that goal differential because that 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 shit will eat you at the end. Yeah, my only desire is that Austin FC doesn't lose. I think that's like the, that would be a win. Yeah, a, a tie would be yeah. a win, and that's what I uh, am predicting. But I think it's a hopeful, optimistic prediction just based on uh, how LAFC has played recently. You know, they just came off winning uh, game three zero against well. Last time they played us, that we played them, they they beat us three zero, and they looked so dominant in the in the conference final. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that flavor that that game left in it, you know, with me, I'm just thinking like, um, to go back into their stadium. I hope that the players don't go in with those memories. They look to shatter that and kind of like prove people wrong because I think the team is under a bit of pressure now mm, uh, yeah. from the fans, obviously from from the pundits for sure, and you know, they're dealing with internal pressures as well. With, mm. with players that maybe aren't happy that they're not having game time. This is a perfect chance to prove people wrong. And last season, that seems to be what drove this team, yeah. proving people wrong. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't seen that this season. And I think it's like for us as supporters, and for them too, it's hard to – so I think Richie's right. Like we're not in a bad place on the table. Like we're in a – I think we're in a playoff position. We're like, mm. like middle of the table in the West. So like if I think of a play – obviously there's a, lot of, a long way to go, but I think the stain of the Champions League result – uh, of us getting kicked out mm-hmm. uh, against the team that I mean, honestly, we should have we should have beaten at, in 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 the Dominican Republic, yeah. uh, the Haitian team, and then them, they didn't even have enough players to travel. So like, you're talking about a team who like didn't even makeshift team exactly, yeah. and and so like I think that's still kind of like there, um, and it is. It was a little frustrating seeing like Leon last night. I mean, they hammered him like five nil, and I was like, why why yep. couldn't we? Yep. Not that I was expecting a five nil win necessarily, but like. Yeah, that, that that's it's still hard to let go. Right? For, I think a lot of us. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot for for just us to learn. Like you know the fan fan wise, you know the the team, because the whatever happened last season is great, but it's just this new season. You know yeah. you have a target on you. Exactly. Um, there's more at loss now than was in the past because you could have right. like last season, you know ended up in the like not making it into the playoffs. Nah, I mean, right. you would have started more relaxado, but now exactly. you're like, you know, people want expectations that expectation there, you know. from last season. There's a new bar. There's yeah. a new bar, yeah. which is good. Now, when you have a new bar, you also got to, you know, reforzarte. You come in when you when you do signings, think of who you're going to bring and not just sign players to sign players and fill the roster, you know, like right. you got to bring quality and, and whatnot. And also the players that leave, like why, you know, like, it's just for me. It just felt like everything just hit all at once. Yeah. And we still don't have a a center back, I believe. Yeah. Um. The the new Serbian player, he's not here yet. So Al- I'm like Alexander ah. Radovanovic. Yeah. He's supposed to be here this weekend, according yeah. to that's what I heard. But I mean, get here to like the U.S. He's not going yeah. to be like <laughs> he's not going to he's not going to be ready to play. That's so, for sure. Um. It sounds like they're happy with his fitness level, but, like, yeah, that's good. one thing. The other thing is team chemistry, yeah, if you're fitting, exactly. if you're understanding, if you know the system, right. which I doubt he can do in the next week, two weeks, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm actually going to uh, – Leo, ba- Leo Bassin is back um, from the international break, so that's yes. good. Yes. I mean, that's you have huge. him and, and Ring in the back. That That is helpful. Now, just the, the, 
I would just go back with, you know, Gallagher on the left and Lima on the right. That's what worked out last season. Yeah, I think Lima. So Colorado, I mean, the fact that we had to start to, like, we literally had no one to go with, like, literally no center backs. Is, mm-hmm. It speaks to the summer. Uh, I guess it's not the summer transfer window. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the winter transfer window. But, yeah. but the off-season transfer window just, mm-hmm. like, not successful. Like, when clearly we didn't, you know, in, in, we lost Gabrielson. Uh, Romagna's on loan, and I think like the relationship between him and Wolf is probably not a great one because he's Wolf has said some things about him and his fitness. Yeah. Um, so I, I think at the end of the day, like when we had to start Ring and, and, and Lima and center back, which they did decent. I mean, Ring's been great actually. Ring, yeah. Ring's been, Ring's really been good. surprisingly good in center yeah. back. I think Lima really struggled, not so much defensively. I think like bringing the ball out the back, Lima really struggled against Colorado. So it, it'll be good to have, um, Leo uh, Vice, Vicenin. Leo back from, uh, where is he from? from Finland? Finland. Um, now, there's one thing that I would say, and I'm going to give is, usually there's, you know, when your uh, team is struggling, it's porque no tiene equipo. But yeah. we do have the team. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting the players in where they're supposed to and putting in the, like say, you know, like going back to the formula that helped you get there, you know. Yeah. Like, it takes, you know, it, it has to be a change from from Wolf bringing back the, you know, the Mate Combos thing. That's what helped them, yeah. you know, be successful. Successful, Still, like, add here your players, but I don't think you should add them starting up. You should, like, out of this should be on the bench. Um, but I guess, like, the question is, because it does change the style of play, right? So you start Maxi, which a lot of people have said, like, let's, let's go Maxi. The problem, I think the problem we have, and probably other than center back, our biggest issue is at the center forward at, at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi can't give you the full 90. Um, he's great. Like, it's a different style of play, right? Because Maxi will press effectively, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that style of play that means that he's not going to, I mean, he's, Maxi's not, yeah, he's not a young guy, right? He'll gas himself out oh, by absolutely. like minute 60. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I understand why Zardis would start and then you'd want to sub Maxi in, which actually worked really well against Montreal. But mm-hmm. the problem with Zardis is like he cannot, like his hold up play is just terrible. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that, um, gosh, escaping uh, our, our, our Senegalese. Um, este Jite. Jite. That's one thing Jite was really good at. Jite had some white hips, man. You couldn't really get around him to get the ball. Yeah. And I see for for such a big guy, Zardis is like, I mean, it happened against Colorado. All Like he just kept falling forward yeah. and losing the ball. So it was hard to keep possession with him. And then and I think there's Maxi and 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 um, Juicy and, and Sebas play really well off of each other. Mm-hmm. I think Maxi understands like the space really well. Whereas Juicy... He's kind of like a false nine in a lot of ways, and so he's taking a, a lot of those crosses are actually winding up in his head when they should be going to like Zardis, for example. Yeah. So there's you're right. There's like that chemistry piece that still needs to be figured out, and ideally it would have happened sooner, but it just hasn't happened yet. And, and hopefully it gets you know figured out soon. The the midfield, I mean, the thing is like and up top we have the players. The defense yeah. is where we struggled. Tenemos opciones, um, but I think if you start a player like Maxi. 60 minutes, then bring in Sardes, yeah. um, and and also bring in Finley instead of Rigoni. Yeah, that helped you out last season yeah. and last year. I mean, literally, you won you know your two games against LAFC yeah. with Finley on the pitch. That's what I think. You know, we 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 need um, Rigoni. I think it's good for him to just take a step back. Fitness wise, he just needs one. Goal. He just <laughs> needs one. Pero pero es que sale más presionado cuando. Sí. Este empieza uh-huh. yeah. because you're thinking about scoring and scoring. 
where you're not really thinking about assisting. Like the way you, you know, they were saying like he is in a, you know, more of an assist assisting type of player than a, than a striker, you yeah. know, like a goal scorer. But um, well, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, you know, it's huge test, huge test for Josh Wolf and our Verde, Verde boys or the Oaks. The Oaks, the Oaks. <laughs> they're wanting to be called. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't mind the Oaks like, as much. I hate L Tree. I, I don't. I don't yeah. like L Tree. Nah, I don't know about yeah. you all. It just sounds terrible. It's like, uh, I, I feel think like they, they should just call them Austin FC Los Verdes. Los like, Verdes, you know, Los Verde and Black. But, I mean, yeah, you know, but not not like not add a something. It's como que don't try to fix it when yeah, it's not yeah. broken. It's for, it's, they're forcing you. Yeah, I agree. Um, but we'll see, man. So your your score or prediction? Híjole. Um, I think we'll get a goal. I hate, I hate, the, I hate predicting against my like team, but I think it's, I think we'll get a goal, but I think it'll be 3-1 LA. 3-1 LA? 3-1 LA. I call 2-2, just being an optimist. A ver que sale, ojalá. 2-2. 2-2. I'm still 1-0. 1-0, loss. Yeah. Man, this is like the first time in a long time that I've, I've heard of tons of lost predictions, so. Yeah. You know what? But hey, I guess you got to be real, right? You gotta be. Sometimes you gotta be hard on yourself, yeah. and right, it's okay. Yeah, it's also, I mean, you're talking about the champs, right? So if you're this, if about this were champs. Vancouver, we were going to San Jose, like you know, or even what, but basically, almost any other team in the West, I'd feel, yeah. feel like we. But could, uh, you're, you know, you're playing with the, the yeah. you know, los que, los, los guapos. Exactamente. Um, and now, like, let's move into the. Uh, anything else you guys want to add on the Austin FC part? I, I just I, I don't know something in that locker. You mentioned it of like the, the the vibe in that dressing room. I bet is not where it needs to be. I think there's some. Say what you want. Look, like Owen Wolf is great. Team Wolf. I love Team Wolf. I think he's got a really great future. Obviously, he's been mm-hmm. called up to like the U19 US squad, um, and he's going to continue to do that if he keeps his if he keeps uh, progressing the way he should. But I think like there's something going. You can't. At the end of the day, he's still the he's still Wolf's son. Like he's still the coach's son and. And so there's something, I don't know, I just think, like, putting Wolf as your, like, ring being left out of the equation, at least in the midfield, something's going on. I know Diego, there's things, like, I don't know, I just feel like the dressing room is, is obviously the wins will help, but I, I don't think it's, like, quite where it was last year. It's pretty strained at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree on that. A little, a little nepotism. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wolf, he, he's good. He deserves he, to be on the field. I just, he, he gets, he's not strong enough yet. I he's mean. Yeah, he deserves to be on the field, but I don't think starting. I, I don't think you, you, you can, you know, if you gave you know, Ring a DP spot, you can't take it away. From, a DP yeah. spot and a captain, you the can't captain, take it yeah, away from he, him he and give it to your son. That just sounds like, in, in, in a normal, you know, like time, it just sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope he they prove us wrong. At the end of the day, we get proven up, like wrong. I'll be the first one to say, like, you know what? Everybody was right. I was wrong. Yep. But yeah, we just want the wins. But um, yeah, goles son amores y enamorame. Moving on to Saturday news, Copa del Rey. The <laughs> mother. Yeah, you both Barcelona. Yeah, okay. yeah. Rich is. I think Rich is a bigger Barcelona fan than than I am, but okay. I still I still root for them. I, I root for them, Liga. but it's como que, man, they, they, that was just, cuando no metes las manos y te golean yeah. teniendo una, teniendo ventaja, yeah. it's just, there's nothing else to, like, the, there's no way you can defend what's not defendable, you know? For, for like, a while now, Barca felt like the Real Madrid kryptonite. Yeah. Five wins in a row, you know, all under Xavi. 
that Shabineta was was doing well. So yeah. I think I think uh, Barca was actually favorite to mm-hmm. win in this uh, Copa del Rey. Yeah. Match, but I mean, you win, you win, you win in uh, the Bernabeu one nil. The the first leg, you should be able to put it away at home and right. Un, un empate tan yeah. siquiera. But it's it's one of those things in, in clásicos like sometimes yeah. home field yeah. doesn't matter, dude. Nah. Like I feel like it's almost more pressure to play in your own home. Well, there's I, I think how the many Barca how is. many yeah. games have we seen Barcelona beat Real Madrid and Bernabeu? And how many times have we seen yeah, Real Madrid to beat Barcelona and like, right. The pressure is there. And I think it was, I, I think it is, is you see in the fourth goal when Benzema scores the fourth goal, the, which was three for him that night, in the back, in like in the back. And there was still like, uh, I think 10, it was like the 80th minute, maybe something mm-hmm. like, there's, you literally see people just getting up right away. Like, uh, yeah, it leaves like, you know, they're getting up to leave. And so like the, the pressure that, that Barcelona players are under at home, that's a good point. Like, it's home field advantage, but sometimes it's not. And last yeah, last night it was not. There's, you know, and it just goes back to to like a classical, right? In Barcelona, they could take one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. You know, elimination from the Champions League yeah. in the first round, elimination from the Euros. Euro in the in the first like playoff round, basically, basically the first round. Mm-hmm. And now this is like no no. You know, like no, no one sabido competir in, in direct elimination. I mean, yeah. in the league, it's right. They're hopefully. I mean, they don't yeah, fuck they it up. Now at this point, I'm like, man, yeah. see, see, like, uh, it would be monumental. Dur- during this loss, we got a text from our, our good friend Ernie to the to the group. He was like, "What's happening to Barca?" More like trying to troll us because he's a big, <laughs> he's a big Arsenal fan. <laughs> he put, he saw, did you see my response? <laughs> nah, I don't remember. We killed the kiss day. Josh was was Josh oh, was jo- on the bench uh, on the bench in the second half. <laughs> That's what it felt like, man. <laughs> Saludos, tío. <laughs> Damn. Dude. Any 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 friendship that I had with him is pretty much gone after that comment. God. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I'll ask you all as Barcelona fans. You, I mean, so look, we all know Champions League. Champions is Champions, and and I think like any anyone will tell you like being the best team in Europe is 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 that's like the holy grail, right? As, as far as European competitions go. But you wouldn't. I mean, would you trade places with Real Madrid right now? Like, so Real Madrid. Could very well win the Champions League. They got Chelsea coming up, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously they're in the Copa del Rey final. They're mm-hmm. not going to win La Liga. Like again, mm-hmm. like Barcelona's got a really, really sizable lead. So would you trade places? Like right now, would you say like I would? I would love for Barca to be in Champions and Copa del Rey, and I'm okay with Real Madrid winning the league. If I would trade places with Real Madrid, with them being, you know. Pretty much out of the race with La Liga. Right. So I guess the question is, like, would you rather win La Liga or win Champions and potentially Copa del Rey? Well, actually, they may not even win Champions, right? But, yeah, let's just yeah, say have current a shot, positions. Have current, a exactly. Have a shot to win Champions Copa. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think yeah, right now ahead. it's just La, La Liga. It's the most doable because that, that one you have a little more of a, pers- like, possi- like a higher possibility or probability of winning it than the Champions League. Champions yeah. League is still, like, up in the air, you know? Right. No, in Barcelona, they can fuck it up. You nah, know. Not, they have like a 96% probability. Of La Liga? Of La Liga? Yeah. La Liga, yeah. But like, say, in the Champions League, it's like... Right, right, right. It's just, yeah. it's just the opposite. Especially if you get Bayern Munich. <laughs> Especially if you get Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would absolutely trade places with where the position... Uh, you would? Yeah, because of all the financial financial yeah. troubles that, that Barcelona is facing, they've yeah. lost so much money by not being in every, Champions League. Right, in every yeah, aspect? Right. Well, when it comes to the situation of competing for these tournaments, mm. and I, like every aspect, I, I would, don't want 
Barcelona to be Real Madrid. I'm just saying. No, no, like say, like, but you want to like, say, for example, as the club, like the you know the the situation, you know, like what they're going through with the financial part, like you would want to be in a place where Real Madrid is, like basically. I wouldn't want to like it. It is really hard to root for Barcelona with all the issues that they're facing outside, yeah. outside of the team. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, man, because you start thinking about. Uh, teams that are building for the future and teams that are just trying to survive. I feel like Barcelona's in that survival mode yeah. when it comes to the finances. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would want to trade places for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's like pájaro en mano. Right. So you would you would take the unsure thing with the potential of because you're right, Champions League money is like and it, prestige is higher than La Liga, let's be honest. Yeah. Um yeah. So you would right. take the chance so, at it. So yeah, I would I would take the chance at it. Even though right now they're okay. pretty much guaranteed yeah, La that Liga. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Gamble. Gamble. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> right now it's kinda like, you know what? At least win win one. Like, yeah, you know, so just sounds, yeah. don't don't mess it up. Sounds like you're in opposite spaces. But yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Uh what would uh, you what would you do? Uh, that's a good question, man. Uh it's funny because for all the the Ronaldo teams of Real Madrid, I mean, they're incredible teams, right? And so are Barcelona's. But I think Ronaldo only won. Y'all, y'all probably know better than I do. He may only won La Liga twice mm. when he was there. I know he won champions, what, four times? Yeah, he won champions. Yeah. Mr. Champions. Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I know Zidane himself even said, you know, and this is a Champions League winning manager, he said it was harder to win La Liga because you have to be more consistent. And then in Champions, you can kind of get lucky. Not yeah. lucky, but like, you know, the, the, the knockouts, right which well, I don't know how you get lucky and win four Champions League, though. That, nah, it's just the momentum. Like, you know, once you know you can win it, yeah. you take advantage of it. Uh, and that's what Real Madrid did. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess to answer the question, I would take the the for sure, and I would be like, we got La Liga. I know everybody wants champ, but it's, it's, a, it's a process. Um, and obviously, they need... They need trophies to sustain. They 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 gambled on on their performance this season. Yeah. But I think it's a step in the right direction. Like winning La Liga is 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 a step in the right direction. And you know you you shoot you live to fight another day. I guess next season as far as European competitions are concerned. Yeah, I, I think for for me why I would say La Liga is because you need confidence at this point. Yeah. After after you know three eliminations from direct you know right. uh, like three direct eliminations, yeah. you need something. Especially with what what you did with Spotify and all the financial yeah. problems that has been going on, you need a little, you know, a little, a little help me, help me, help me out type of thing. And La Liga is, yeah. you know, it's more of a, a merit thing. Okay, there's that process. Right. You can see the light. But if if for me, if if say for example, they, you know, if I was on the other side, then there would still be super, super like. You know, like you you wouldn't know you don't know what's gonna happen next type of thing, you know. Yeah. But that's just why I would I would say like, yeah, I'll pick La Liga. Uh, I guess other Barca related question, just because I don't get to talk to as many Barca fans as, as I would like. Messi sounds like he's not gonna re, you know, not gonna come back to PSG. I don't think he should either. I think like he's he's, he's just like another. I don't know, PSG's a bunch of I don't know who said it. Some players said like they're just a bunch of amazing players and. They haven't quite figured it out. I There's get no that. cohesiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, Mbappe's their future. Easily, what, what, what is it? I mean, you take Messi back. You know, knowing knowing who Messi was when he was. At, I mean, at Barcelona, like he, Messi's a very quiet individual mm-hmm. externally, but mm-hmm. internally and in everything you read, like he commanded. Like a lot of the decisions kind of went through him, and so 
I don't know what, you know, let's, let's just say theoretically, I mean, hypothetically, Messi's on the table. Like, do you take him, you bring, is, is it welcome back home or, you know what, let's just move forward. And, and Man, it, anytime you get a chance to have a player like Messi on the field on your side is is a, is a win in my in my eyes, is, is, is a great, amazing option that I don't see how you can pass up. Yeah. Do I think that it's a good move for like the long term of Barcelona? I don't think so because I think they don't have they would have to continue to sell their future yeah. to afford a player like Messi. So it's like a it's it's one of those things that would be an immediate short term gamble right. mm-hmm. for uh success today versus setting yourself up for the future. Yep. Um that yeah, being said I don't think it's a good long-term long-term move, uh, but knowing how Barcelona is, how they just judging them on their recent behavior of how they try to go for players, they're going to try to go for him as mm. with the best offer they can give him, and even if they have to sell more of their future stake, whether that be TV rights or whatever, yeah. like they they'll yeah. continue to sell their soul for their their messiah. Yeah, <laughs> I think, man. I hope Messi can come in for free. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the best. That would be the ideal. That would be the most but, ideal thing. But when you have freaking, uh, I don't know who offered him like forty three, yeah, four hundred thirty three yeah, million, yeah. and then you have the M- Inter Miami, like MLS potentially all teams contributing to his payout. Like that's crazy. Now, now the one thing is, it'll be up to him now. Like, hey, does he want to go make the money or yep. just come back to you know to his roots where everything right, started? Right. Like where, like, would he come back to help his team out? You know, like. His hometown, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I would take Messi if he was free. <laughs> yeah. um, if there was the option, or at least you know, like, hey, this is how much we can pay you. Honestly, be honest with him. Right. This how much we can't pay you ten dollars, but we can pay you two bucks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. give you some shares of the company. I mean, what does he need at this point? Like financially, anyway. Like, what does he? He doesn't need to financially. Do you need? Like the guy's yeah. mold, like he's got a, he's probably earned hundreds of millions of dollars, if not close to a billion by this point. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I guess I'm not in that position, so <laughs> nor will I ever be. Richie, anything else to say on the Barcelona situation? Man, it's one of those that not until they win La Liga, I can celebrate. Right, yeah. not know, until the the, the fat lady season's mathematically, over. Mathematically, yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's I don't. Los merengues nunca los puedes dar por muertos, yeah. you know. Because Barcelona can go in a how many game winning loss, right. that could be potential. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm usually very optimistic about my teams, but now it's kind of like this past ones is kind of like wait. It was, it, el, el único es el América que sí, you know, they're coming through. Yeah, how yeah. <laughs> sure. And I just say it was. It's I'm, I'm I have no dog in the Barcelona Real Madrid fight. Although I, you know, back in the day Ronaldinho, so maybe I leaned a little bit more to Barcelona or do. But man, could, when when you look at that team. And you it, obviously they have like the very very well established older players, the Benzema, Modric, mm-hmm. who's like, man, how how good is he still? Cruz, um, Courtois, but their youth, man, like Vinny's like twenty two years old. Uh, Camavinga's he, he was f- flawless last night. His stud, man, twenty His years stud. old. Chuameni is twenty three, I think. Rodrigo's yeah. somewhere around like twenty twenty one, twenty two. Um, who am I leaving now? Even even Valverde is only like twenty four, so like yeah. man, just like they got a team for the gotta future. Be exactly, yeah. and they signed that kid from Brazil, Endrick, who's like sixteen, but he's supposed to be like the next thing. So yeah. it's like they've done really well with their youth, um, and they've kind of spent the money. They spent a lot on these players, but it's like Wisely. still che- it's still yeah. cheaper to 
to to pay what you did for Kamavinga now than when he's 25, 26. So. Yeah, and I mean, they even had uh, all they got, right? Yeah, one, they did. One man's trash. It's <laughs> another man's treasure, baby. <laughs> I think that's a good segue to the EPL, man. We got to talk about Arsenal. We got one of the main gooners, if not the main gooner of Austin, Austin. Texas. <laughs> What's going on, baby? Arsenal, how you feel? Top of the league. Oh, man, it feels it's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah. So it's been 19 years since Arsenal had kind of like the dream season, the 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 perfect season. They they won. Um, they didn't lose a match um, in 2003, 2004, the invincible season. Sorry. So it's been a long time since Arsenal won the league, but it's been uh, it hasn't been as long since it just feels good to be in the conversation like. And, and I know, like, we were just talking about Barcelona. Barcelona's in the conversation pretty much every year. There's a couple of years where maybe they're knocked out mm-hmm. of La Liga. But, it, but in terms of, like, the league, it's been a long time since Arsenal's been in that conversation. Um, probably when Leicester won the league in 2014-15, which is about, like, what, seven, eight years ago? Crazy. We, were, we, yeah. like, we finished second, and, oh, gosh, that was a good opportunity for us then. But, like, to be eight points up right now, and I know City have a game in hand, and it's Manchester City. So, I mean, you talk about Real Madrid can easily – come back on y'all i don't think they will but like city could very easily still win the league mm-hmm. um but i'm just enjoying it's look i i don't know about everyone else obviously you want to win uh but you just want to watch good football and right. that's and that's why you support the teams that you do you want to see the players you know on the pitch the way they do fight for each other um obviously score beautiful goals um so it's just been fun because it, it wasn't fun to watch uh, Arsenal towards the end of Wenger's time, Unai Emery did not go super well, and then even at the beginning with Arteta, like we won the FA Cup in his first, his first, not even his first full season, but his first season, and then it's it was just a rough couple of years, and so last year we barely missed out on the Champions League, and I think that re- in a way that was good because it gave the players that motivation, and then you bring in two players from City, Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus, who just have this mentality like mm-hmm. they came in here and they're like we're gonna win the league, and and so the players like started to believe that. So it's just been, there's so many good stories with the Arsenal team. I mean, you mentioned Odegaard. Crazy to believe that the two, you could argue the two best players in the Premier League right now are both from this tiny uh, uh, Scandinavian country, Norway. Uh, That's right. Holland and, Holland and Odegaard. Like, like crazy that two Norwegians are like killing it right yeah. now in the Premier League. So, but anyways, it's it's been so, it's been fun. Uh, but now we're getting to the point of the season where, like, I mean, every game matters, but like now it's like if you drop points, the margin of error is it is very, so small. Very small. And, and we're at a point now with nine games left to go, so that's a max. We, we're at seventy-two points. Cities eight below us. They have a game in hand. Um, the magic number is twenty-three, and so that means if we let's just say we beat Liverpool this Saturday, I mean Sunday, sorry, which is a huge match, we got to go to Anfield, and then if City drop points. So let's say we win, they drop three points, then the magic number is minus six, so 23 minus six. I'm a math major, but I'm struggling. 17. So, like, we're getting to that point now where, like, like every point matters. It does. And, and so any City loss is huge. Any Arsenal loss is huge. And then we got City at the end of the month in, in Manchester. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I got Liverpool this weekend, man. I know. I know. <laughs> Richie, the newest Liverpool <laughs> fan on the block, bro. <laughs> Man. This man's been sober for 19 years, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but, but of course there's clubs. Who, I mean, there's English clubs who, like, you know, won't win a title in people's lifetime. So, I mean, 19 years is a long time, but I'm sure, like, Everton fans are, like, Everton fans, Tottenham man, fans. Man. <laughs> yeah, like, They're, Tottenham won't yeah. win a trophy in, in a long time. Had a so. Vieta back in the day. It's a, t- break, it's, break it's a tough win. life. Yeah. No, yeah. dude, uh, the Premier League this, this, this season has been incredible for me to watch. I mean, it's – Year after year, it continues to entertain and dazzle. But this one's special because, like, uh, you look at City and their form and the way they play, 
it's almost like a, an expected thing. It's an inevitability. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna score by a lot. They're gonna, they're gonna win games by a lot. They're gonna look dominant. They're just gonna destroy teams. Um, and I kind of expect that. But you look at Arsenal at the beginning of the season. Who would have said that yep. it would have gone this way? Right. Mm. But like we talked about, these players coming from you know from different clubs. You know, all the guy came from Real Madrid. You have De, De Jesus that came from Man City as well as Zinchenko. Yeah. To fit into the system right. with Arteta and to work so well, and then the young and up and coming players like Bukayo Saka to yeah. like all mesh together so well, it talks to you about uh, an organization, a system that that works, and people buy into it, and the, right. the players are just feeding off of each other. So like, it's been incredible to watch. Every time I've watched Arsenal uh, this season, has been dazzling. Um, and the only one, uh, game that I watched that, that really hurt me is when they when they beat uh, Man United recently. Yeah. That was <laughs> but that was a, that fan. was an amazing game. That was a really, that was a really good, good game. That was a classic. That was when when that classic. game finished, I was like, "Fair, that was good. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of those they'll be showing like you know at halftime. Yeah, like the, yeah. You know, like in this season. Yeah, that was that was a good match. Yeah, dude. Um, but but yeah, it, it's been fun. And you're right. Like kind of like the mix of like players from other clubs, our yeah. young talent, Ukayo Saka. Like um, he's already got ten assists. He's got twelve goals. So that's 22 goal contributions in the Premier League only. Um, Martinelli, uh, who's always had the raw talent, but but I think Gabriel Jesus really unlocked his talent in a, in, a, in a different way. And then William Saliba, who's currently not fit. William Saliba is like 20, 21, I think. And mm-hmm. just like he's going to be a defender that's going to – I mean, he already is, but he's just – yeah, so it's, it's really exciting to see the mix. We're the youngest – second youngest team in the Premier League um, to already be in this position. So, you know, I, I told Richie I'm going to hire him when we get close – to come take some pictures of us at the tavern. Oh, uh, nice, nice. Not, not to jinx it, but not to jinx it. Not uh-huh. gonna lie, like we're all thinking, all Arsenal fans are thinking about it. Nobody wants to say it yeah, out loud, you yeah, know? Yeah. Because yeah. like Barcelona's in a good spot. We're not. I mean, it's, we're in a good spot, City's but like, we're not. Still at arms yeah, reach. Yeah, exactly. Still exactly. At arms and, reach. And, and again, we still have to go over there and play them in in, in a That's few right. weeks. So That's right. Anything can happen. There's also one thing: is you guys have 29 played uh, games played, right? Where the teams below you guys have twenty eight, right. so you have one more over. So right. that that puts us put it like makes it more into a man. This in the next couple of games, you yeah. literally gonna you know like you have to beat Arsenal. Right. You have to beat um who's that? who else? Who else? I mean Arsenal. Sorry, uh, uh, we have to beat. We have Liverpool. to go to Liverpool. We have to. We have City away. We have Newcastle away, which Newcastle is doing really well this Newcastle season. Newcastle right now is looking really, That's a really tough. tough. Place to play. They they smack yeah. Man United and they look completely yeah. dominant that game. I know. Yeah, and we yeah. got Chelsea at home, which currently Chelsea are a dumpster fire, but you know they've yeah, got the players. They got they, they got, got the, the they got the talent for they got sure. Squad. Yeah, yep. you guys. You guys have a pretty tough like uh, schedule coming up. Yeah, especially Man City. Chelsea, Liverpool, which it's a, you know, un, un clásico, a derby that, you yeah. know, you got to win. Yep. And you're also going to close the 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 season with Wolves. Yeah. So they're a team that, you know, siempre te batalla. So it's, I mean, I really haven't watched much of the Premier League, but this is like, I would say the best test to try to find that, you know, title. We yeah. end up taking it. it. It would be huge for us. I know, like Barcelona, if, like it'd be good for Barcelona to win that league, but for Arsenal fans, this would be like. Yeah, I think it means it, it means a lot it, more. It, it, I think so too. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I know you mentioned we have a game in or City have a game in hand. So, but they also they're also in the FA Cup. They're also in the Champions League. So I'm rooting for City to go far in the Champions League, yeah. all to, the way to the final and lose, uh, <laughs> as, they, as they tend to do. <laughs> yeah. As they, they never won the Champions uh, League. So Pep, Pep I want them, cause, himself. Cause that's also hard. Like we got. 
again, there's a lot of similarities between us and Barcelona. Barcelona, young team. Yes, We're right. both out of all competition. So Barcelona's only got La Liga. We only have Premier League. That's it. That's the one focus. We got yeah. nine matches left, and that's it. So, um, you nice. know, uh, City's got champions. They got FA Cup. They got a lot of big matches coming up outside of the Premier League. And so that's, you know, um, I still think we can win all things. You know, I, I, I feel good. I feel good, um, but we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. What's your prediction against Liverpool? I, I think we actually win. This team has proven us wrong. Uh, so Sal, Mo Salah has not been in training. Diego Jota not been in training. Fabinho looked terrible against uh, City this past weekend. Fabinho just they yeah. gotta just put him out the pasture. Jordan Henderson, their midfield is not. Their strong. midfield is. Depends, point, you know, Darwin Nunez is kind of a, Darwin's a wild card. If Darwin, if Darwin plays to his capabilities, they're mm-hmm. always dangerous, obviously. Um, but I think we're, I think we're the better team. I think we're more, more in form. Again, they just got smashed by City. So I'm going to say Arsenal 3-1. I like, Arsenal that, three, I like that 3-1 for some reason. But yeah, uh, we'll see though. It's Anfield. And so that's, that's a really tough place to play. It is. It is. I would say we're going to win. <laughs> who is who is we? Who, I don't Liverpool. know. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Liverpool. my bad. Liverpool. I I, I forget. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. In the words of Matt Turner, it's a dog fight out there, bro. It's <laughs> a dog fight out there. Ten thirty, man. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to watch that game. Arsenal top of the league, and dude, uh, that is super cool to hear that uh, Richie is potentially going to be taking photos of that. One of the final games, I guess, yeah. at the tavern. We'll, we'll see if we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of like, like I had that. it in my head for a few months. I was like, I'm gonna que, call Richie. Hasta que, hasta que hagan algo. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we'll, we'll actually, I'll, I'll bring my equipment, and if they're if it's allowed, we'll do a, an episode there yeah. con los Arsenal fans. Ahí que, yeah, you know, yeah. or just bring my my camera with the microphone and yeah. tell me how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> the color of the game. Yeah, el, el color del partido. All right, you guys, I would love to. Keep talking about football, but today, like the main the main point of this episode was to get into to your story, man. We want to hear about you, um, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, you know, a little bit about about us that you like to tell the audience yeah. that maybe they don't know you. Yeah, I'm honored. Wow, the main the main yeah the main point of the yeah. So, uh, gosh, well, I'm, I'm originally from. I think you've had a lot of guests actually that have Rio Grande Valley ties. I know, like Rigo back in the day. Rigo's uh, Rigo's from. I think he's told me he went to Sherryland, but he's. He's from that part of Texas, Ram, Alexis, uh, El Mago. I think Mago's not from the Valley, but uh, Matamoros. I think I think he said he grew up in Matamoros. So uh, Kev- Kevin Moreno is another one. So you've had yeah, a lot Kevin of guests. Kevin Moreno. Yeah. Maximiliano también. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. What the hell? Is this a 956 podcast or what? What's going on? Hey, man. We got to get some Houston, Dallas. We had Daniel. I said ATX from Houston. Yeah. But. That's who oh, yeah, you have everybody had a I can think. All right, man. But, but I feel like, you know, if you're a Latino in it's representation, American representation. Texas, your roots, you still have, like, I feel like that you got to go through the valley first before you, you, you have to. make it up here. You so have to. That's where I grew up. I was born and raised in, in uh, well, I was born in McAllen, but I'm from San Juan, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's all from, we call it in the valley, we call it the PSJA area. It's like three, it's three cities, far San Juan, Alamo. So my family or my, my mom's side of the family is from far. My mom grew up in Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Um, so she came over when she was 15 and she's one of the older siblings. Mm-hmm. And so it's like half of the siblings were born over there. Half of them were born over here mm-hmm. type thing. So it's very different. Like the family grew up very different. Like you got yours that like grew up in Mexico. Uh, and then you got the family that like they're, they were born here and they were raised here. And so mm-hmm. in a lot of ways they're, you know, very like, obviously like Mexican American. And then my dad's from El Salvador, San Salvador. And so that, um, 
my dad way made his way started in Houston actually, and then and then his act. It's funny because his best friend Richard, huge Real Madrid fan, uh, uh, huge Real Madrid fan. So, but anyways, uh, my parents met in Harlingen, Texas. They were both studying at Texas at the time. It was like TSTI, Texas State Technical Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, they met there, and and then they ended up staying. My 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 dad's sister also ended up going to McAllen, and they just kind of stayed there. So I'm from originally from the valley. I got here to Austin, kind of, I got here, I left, went to UT, um, and then after UT, I, I always wanted to, it's, I started as an engineering major, but my junior year in high school, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started engineering because everyone was like, you're good at math, you know, you should do engineering. <laughs> and I was like, okay, me not knowing anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'll pick this one because my dad, my dad is kind of like not a formal electrician, but he knows like, I mean, he he's basically like, he knows all about like, the, the world of, of that world and so um anyways i was like let me do electrical engineering and not knowing that it was like programming and all this yeah, stuff so it's intense i was my my plan was always to get my engineering degree and then do that for a few years and then go back to the and then teach but i was like you know what i'm just i'm not i wasn't happy so after one semester mm-hmm. i was like I, I i changed to the the college of the college of natural sciences i became a math major and 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 i with the plans of teaching and so after college i i applied for teach for america um, I got in. My first choice was Atlanta because I was like, you know what? I'm young. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Exactly. I wanted to go somewhere where the weather wasn't too crazy. So I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. not going to Chicago. I'm not going to New York. Like, because you can you can put you can preference where you want to go. Um, and so Atlanta was my number one choice because I wanted to try something different. I was like, I'm young. Mm-hmm. You know, I always want to live in tech. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a Texan. I'm so in Tejano. Uh, through and through but i knew that i wanted to come uh, i knew that i want to live somewhere else while i could so I, I stayed in atlanta for for uh five years got my master's at the university of georgia in educational administration with the eye of like i wanted to teach but then i also wanted to become a principal mm-hmm. uh, one day um moved back to the valley after that with my now wife uh, we got engaged we got married in the valley and then after a year and a half the plan was always to move to san antonio or austin so she it was kind of dependent on what school she got uh, or like what she, where she got hired. Mm-hmm. Um, she got hired in Austin and kind of the rest is history. And so we've been here since 2013. Um, so we're about to hit this summer will be 10 years that we've been here. Um, and then we kind of just brought her family from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, her sister's here now and obviously her family, my suegros are here, her cousin, uh, my wife's originally from Venezuela. Um, so like we've got kind of brought a lot of our family there. So that's, that's a little bit about how I made my way here. Um, I, I was, this is the first year that I'm not working at a school, uh, for 14 years, I was working at schools, teacher, assistant principal, principal and residence principal. And I loved it, but, and, you know, I don't know how many educators you all have in your lives, but it's a, it's a very tough profession. It's a very tough profession. So. You know, I definitely did my paid my dues and did my time. Uh, that sounds like a terrible way to say it, <laughs> uh, but I definitely paid my dues and I love. I miss. There's days where I miss the school, but yeah. it's just you know I have two little ones now. Manuel is five, Ines is two, and and somebody told me once is like you're never gonna get time back, but you're definitely got to be careful with age zero to four because that's when kids really like developmental. Yeah, stages yeah, and that's where I, I, I was just tired of missing things. Um, you know, because it was working late or I had to do this event or mm-hmm. I would leave work. I would leave for work before anybody in the house was, was awake. So I wouldn't see them. So I'm really happy now I work. Uh, I think we mentioned earlier, I work for the Kip foundation. I support now I, su- I, I coach and support principals mm-hmm. um, throughout the country or really three. I just came back from new Orleans. That's where three of my schools that I support are They're the other ones in San Antonio, the other ones in San Jose. And so I, it's a, it's, it's a change of pace. I mostly work from home, but I'm not traveling. The only downside is I do have to travel a good amount, but 
but yeah, but it's given me sort of like the freedom to like do some writing on the side. Um, That's cool, man. Be at like Manuel soccer games. I coached his team last year. That never oh. would have happened wow. before, and so. Yeah, that's a. It's been a real blessing, um, and I feel like I'm able to be more present as a as a father, as a husband, as a person. Um, but I also recognize like being in schools is tough, and so hats off to all the the people that are that are working in schools. Yeah, right dude, now. shout out to all the educators out there. Wonderful, wonderful background story, man. Like I, I didn't realize like uh, how. Well, first, I I think Alexa had mentioned it, but I didn't realize that you're Mexican and Salvadoran. You don't yeah. see that mix a lot. I it feel is. like yeah. I, no, curious, I feel right? like in Houston you would see well, it a lot. That and then also the Venezuelan part. The Venezuelan, yeah, yes, so, it's such a rich tapestry so, of Latin America, yes. right there. Yeah, it really is. Like we got we got <laughs> North America, we got Central America, we got the South America, and it's funny dull. because un poquito de todo exactamente. So FIFA recognizes your grandparents. Uh, country of birth, so to speak. So my kids, uh, they could play for they El Salvador, play. Mexico, Venezuela, oh, Venezuela, or the U.S. because they were born here. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. obviously. Um, but you know, just fun fact: <laughs> the kids have four <laughs> options. To so, like um, you talk, your parents they pretty much went to college and graduated from college. Uh, technical school, technical I guess. School? Yeah. Okay. So I guess technically, I'm first generation college. Mm -hmm. um, they mm -hmm. there there was was like a two year program, okay. right, 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 like vocation. How how like because I say for example, uh, how was education? How important was education in, in your household? Yeah. So. I think one of the true blessings of growing up on the border, and I say this, oh, blessing is maybe the wrong word, but like you got to see. So this is, it's hard for people to understand Mexico, like in the 90s. I mean, for us, it was like 15 mm -hmm. minutes away. We would go to Reynosa. Reynosa is the big border town. Pegado a Macallan. And we would go, como si nada. I mean, a cenar. Uh, shout out to La Fogata and Reynosa. We were there all the time because it was so much cheaper. I mean, yeah. my family was there, so quinceañeras, yeah. birthday the parties, so much better funerals. Over there. It just oh, yeah. different over there. I mean, it was, and even in high school, like I always, I always laugh because we would go like senior skip day or skipping, like we'd go to Reynosa, and that was, yeah, like, that's sick. You know, it was just like normal. Uh, yeah. Or even like, you know, I didn't do this so much in high school. I know a lot of kids did. They would go out in Reynosa, like to the Alaskan. You know, there's, there's these oh, like, yeah. bars. That, yeah. mm -hmm. 10 bucks <laughs> drink and drown type stuff so <laughs> but but i say all that because you you grow up uh, to, to get to, to the question you're asking richie is you go to mexico and you see you know there i am nine years old with my family 10 years old and you see the kids selling you know los chiclets and yeah. these are kids my age yeah and so right away you you my, my parents would always tell me like just be really thankful for what you have because not everyone has these opportunities mm. mm -hmm. and so i growing up on the border you saw that and, and so i didn't I almost felt like I didn't have a choice but to do something. And education was was kind of like the ticket. Like here I am in this country where like if you work hard, for the most part, um, there's obviously barriers that I think a lot of a lot of people of color face, um, and, and obviously Latinos and Latinas in this country. But but like if you get an education, like you this is your ticket to to something bigger and better. And so, yeah. you know, my parents didn't go. I mean, they went to like TST TI, which is a two year program. But in a way, it was like it was good because they wanted as a as a as a parent, you want more for your kids, right? And so there was never a question of like going to college. Like I always knew I was going to go. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but my parents instilled that in me. And so I'm really, really fortunate that they did. So there was, the, I think those two things really helped, like growing up on the border and seeing, you know, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't just go to Reynosa. We would go to like, you know, the interior Zacatecas, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, those, you know, those long drives in Mexico. Oh, yeah. El Espinazo del Diablo, shout out. And then we wouldn't go all the time to El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, because uh, it was harder to get there, maybe mm -hmm. like every four years. But El Salvador was another, like, really eye-opener um, for, like, how people lived and poverty and, and, and just, like, you know, what people would 
how they how literally how they survive day to day. And so you had you just had so much in this country that that um, you know our country has its own flaws and its own issues, but but you know gives you perspective, right? It absolutely does. And so I'm I'm just very fortunate that I grew up there at a time when you could go. And I say that because it's really by my younger cousins. They don't. You don't go to Mexico now just to experience the ticket, right? Yeah, like you different. don't. You don't just. You don't just go to Monterrey. Like, yeah. Like we. You know, for us that was no big deal. But like nowadays, it's with the flags. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. And, and so, I mean, I, I I know like myself. I've been in Mexico with my friends, and we got stopped. And luckily, we had cash on us. But like. That was just the the you know el transito. Like, yeah. You can imagine the cartel. That's a whole other story. So I really feel for like the kids in this generation that live on the border that don't get to fully they don't experience, experience that that, that, that duality. No, I, I think I re- man I relate to that a whole bunch because I, I have family in, on the on the border too in uh, Miguel Alemán, Tamaulipas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I grew up going visiting a lot and you know see seeing life in Miguel Alemán, being yeah. there for summers at a time. Yeah. Um, and it just took the my generation to my, my my little brother who's like eight years younger than me he didn't get to experience any yeah. of that so he met he probably like like some of your younger cousins like he, they kind of miss out on that but one thing that i remember about having that kind of shared nationality with mexico and el salvador is like i have family as salvadorian i have family as Me- mexican and i have my texas texas fam- family that was either born here or lived here most of their life um and you know when you're growing up you're kind of going through like you're finding your own identity, right? Yeah. So, like, did you face any issues with, like, that duality of culture or, like, uh, neither here yeah, or yeah. from there? Because, you know, that's no, a, that's a no common thing. No yeah, no yeah. Wait, are yeah. you Salvadorian, too? Or are yeah. You just, oh, no, you're, yeah. you're Salvadorian? I'm half Salvadorian, oh, yeah. Snap. <laughs> Bro, it's the best. Like, let me yeah. just say, like, there the was food. one year. Yes. I don't know where. I think I was home for Christmas, and there was one day where we had, is your, is your mom? My your mom's mom Salvadorian, Salvadorian yeah, okay. yeah. So mine's the opposite, but. We had, I don't know, what is for, for we had tamales for breakfast, recalentado. Mm-hmm. This was the 25th. I, I love, by the way, speaking of our culture, I love the way we do Christmas. Um, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't change it for the world. We had tamales for, for breakfast. My mom made pupusas for lunch. And then we went to my tia's house, my mom's, I'm sorry, my dad's sister, who's Salvadoran, for panes con chumpe, um, which oh, is like, amazing. panes con chumpe is like a turkey sandwich, but it has this, the chumpe sauce is like, Chumpe means turkey, I guess, in, in, in Salvadorian. But the, the <laughs> sauce, it's una salsa como una torta ahogada. Yeah. Uh, man, it was so good. So uh, to go back to your question, let, let me, can, can you repeat the question? I, sorry, I, 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 just, I, was just, I was just so happy to. to, to Dude, to I, yeah, can you, yeah. really, it was just a question on <laughs> yeah. your experience yeah, on oh, having, yeah, the, on having the, that duality. The duality, yes. yeah. So it's funny because you grow up in South Texas and you don't really, it doesn't hit you until you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, every, you know, and there's parts of, of the valley that are still that are white. So like I'm, you know, uh, if you go to like Sherryland or Harlingen or McAllen, you know, my my cousin who lived in McAllen had a very different high school experience in terms of like diversity. Mm-hmm. When I say diversity, I just mean like white people and, and Latinos mm-hmm. or, or Mexican Americans mostly. For me, in San Juan, it was like my school was ninety nine point nine 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 percent like Mexican American. Um, we had like I think one black student, and his name was his last name was Blackman. It's like, what are they? So you have one black student and his last name was Blackman, Patrick Blackman. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so like you didn't really experience it until you leave. And so there were times where we would leave and that culture shock hits you. I don't think it really hit me until college. Um, yeah, college sure. was when it was like, whoa, like this is, you know, and, and luckily I really, I was, you know, I was really involved in Latino student organizations at UT um, at the Multicultural Information Center. Now it's called the Multicultural Engagement Center. And I, Never forget the words of a really, really good friend, Mary Gonzalez. I don't know if you 
I've heard of Mary or if you had many experiences with Mary, Mary's a state representative from El Paso, but she was like, she's kind of like took me under her wing in a lot of ways. And Mary says, I was like, Mary, like, I don't, as a freshman, I was like, I don't know if I really want to get involved in the Latino community because I'm coming from a like a Latino space. Like I want to branch out. And she's like, mm-hmm. your community needs you. And I was really lucky because my community actually helped get me to graduation. So I was like very, again, very involved in organizations, Lambda Theta Phi, Land Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and, and that kind of kept me grounded. It gave me a support system. Uh, the other thing I'll say about growing up in the Valley is my mom had, um, there were 10, there were 10 siblings. Wow. My uncle passed away when I was four, but otherwise it's nine kids. And so mm-hmm. I had a very, probably the the best thing about my, my childhood was that family and, mm-hmm. and the support system. Mm-hmm. And it's still there. Very much so. And so I, I needed that in college and I found that with my community. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't really feel it until I until I left. And then in Atlanta, I'm going from, you know, going from the Valley to Austin, then to Atlanta, where Atlanta, I was teaching in a school that was 99.9% uh, African-American student population. And so I would tell my kids all the time. My kids were, it was very much so like, you're either white or you're black. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm neither. Not either. <laughs> uh, so let me explain a little bit because it was important that they understood yeah. like the world mm-hmm. is more than white and black. And so my kids would get it. And eventually like there'd be, sometimes the kids would say, oh, you know, Rubio, that white teacher. And my kids would be like, he's not white, he's Latino. <laughs> like, so they would like kind of defend me in a way. But, yeah. but, you know, I always say people need windows and mirrors. Um, mm. You need the mirror. You need the people who look like you, but you also need to interact with people who don't. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Atlanta was, was, was another like, shift for me um as a person but i always you know i've been very fortunate and i think about like our community and 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 the issues that we have in our own as latinos like i've been very fortunate that i have always for the most part been able to feel myself i know that everyone in my community feels that um colorism is a big issue in our community Mm -hmm. um right Mm -hmm. like see see if you're like darker skinned uh if you're like afro latino like that definitely affects your the way that you can interact in this country mm-hmm. or, or as, as as someone who identifies as Latino. So I've, I've always been in spaces. And don't get me wrong, there's times where I've been like at UT in class, like where I was the only one. And there was like a sea of like, you know, white faces. And, and I knew that when I spoke or I asked a question, people were not just, I wasn't just asking it for myself. Like people would see me as like, oh, uh, there's this like Mexican guy asking like like you represent you're the face of yourself. Mexico exactly, at that, in exactly. that space and so it was that was kind of hard and and, and yeah. I was I, I my 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 uh, I could it could have gone either way in terms of like graduating I was like I said I was really lucky that I had a community I had one friend David Argente he's actually a Salvi Mex too um, he's from um, more out there it's the and David Argente was also a math major and he was super involved in the Mexican American Mexican Student Association. Um, but he was the one like, and every time I'd be like tired, he's like, tenemos que seguirle, tenemos que empujar. like he was like super motivated and he, mm-hmm. he helped get me to the finish line. So shout out to David. I, I don't know if I would have made it without him um, now. So yeah, to answer that question, it's, 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 you know, looking at, I, I think there's a lot of factors at play when you think about Latinos in this country is like, how do people perceive us? There's people in our community. Like I have cousins who like, you would never know they're like Salvadoran, like my cousins in Houston, like, you would never know unless like they spoke Spanish to you and, or they told you straight up. Um, I, I, I was, you know, Spanish was my first language, but, but, but in terms of English, like I can, I, I, it's now my stronger language. Um, and so I don't have like an accent. I look at like my dad and how people have treated him because mm-hmm. of his accent where yeah. he's like really smarter than like so many people. So, right. Yeah. You see these things all the time and, but it's not lost on me that I have privileges too that, that are, you know, that play a role. Um, and in, in how people view me or how people interact with me or how I even feel in certain spaces, mm-hmm. especially in this city. Cause I don't know, sometimes you go out to eat 
Yeah, it's like a sea of white faces. It's like not very diverse. Oh yeah, it's different, especially unless downtown. Yeah. Especially yeah. downtown. Oh, yeah. Unless you're at Pluckers, man. Rasa <laughs> loves chicken wings. Oh yeah, wings, yeah. Bro. Rasa, Rasa loves chicken has wings. has taken wings as under <laughs> their wing, bro. Oh, like, <laughs> uh, I have so I I you know this probably this question is not in, in the notes that we gave you, but you grew up. You said you know you you know you want to live life as in a in a window, but also in the mirror. Yeah. Um. Did you have friends where, you know, someone close to you where, you know, like for them, it was like, they saw you, you were the mirror, but you saw someone that it was, sorry, you were, you were the window to them. Yeah. Like from Mexico, for example, right. someone that you knew that yeah. was not in the same, in a better situation, like in, in a, probably in a, in a different situation, maybe faltaba dinero, faltaba billete. So when they see you, they were like, man, you know, every time we go to Mexico, I wish I could have that. And also, do you have someone that you, like, you probably already mentioned, like, answered a question that your friend, yeah. um, the one you, you, you went to school, to school with. Yeah. But do you, do you have someone in Mexico that was more like you were their window? Someone in Mexico? Yeah. Like a family member? Or? Just in, in general, like. Mm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I can, I, can, I, I can tell you, like, as far as mirrors go, it's funny because there man i wish i still had this blog post i wrote it a long time i used to write for uh, being latino uh, mm. uh, an online magazine but in 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 uh my second year teaching second year yeah it was my second year teaching at westlake high school so again this high mm. school is like a like a big it's in southwest atlanta georgia cam mm -hmm. newton had just graduated from there what uh yeah. adam, adam pacman jones mm. wow <laughs> went to school there so this, this this is a school that was turning out like literally nfl players at wow. the time they had the most NFL players of any high school or whatever. Um, but anyway, so like I'm, I'm teaching one day and this teacher, Ms. Jordan, she brings in this, this Mexican kid into my class, like this freshman. And she's like, Rubio, he's just acting a fool. He just needs to sit here. And I'll never forget like when I first told him. So this is more of a mirror than a, than a window question. Mm -hmm. I was like, Por que aquí? and his face just like, like you just like, he was just like, oh, like I, I can't explain, I'm trying to explain it, but it was like, oh my God, like somebody who like looks like me or sounds like me or no Spanish. Um, and so Rolando became sort of like, he wasn't my student uh, formally, mm -hmm. but he was literally like one of the few Latino students, if not like literally one of like three Latino students in this huge 5A high school. Um, and so he became on the autoways my mentee. And so he actually, you know, I took him that, that year. I uh, we became really good friends with his dad. I would translate for his dad when he came to the school. Um, I took him to his first college visit for actually a Lamentate Alpha coming out show. Uh, Kennesaw State University. So it was his first time in college at a college campus, and he's like, "Wow, Rubio, thanks so much. How can I ever pay you back?" And I kind of said it like, "Well, one day when it's time for you to go to college, like uh, you have to pledge Lamentatify." <laughs> so it's funny because he came to me as a freshman, very yeah. super yeah. like cholo, like literally like the definition. <laughs> like he was like, "Hey, cause, like you on the way?" Like I, I don't even remember what cholos would say back then, but he had the Cortezes on. You oh, know, nice. he had the hairnet. Yeah, um, and he would. He told me he's like Rubio. It's like you you speak like a sophisticated Mexican. And I was <laughs> like, I guess I mean, maybe I'm just an educated Mexican, but like we're we're different. Uh, like like we're di like we're not we're not a monolith. Like everyone's different. So long story short, Rolando is undocumented. Um, he in Georgia, the law said the law stated that you could attend college. You had to pay your own way. You weren't eligible for any any financial aid uh, or in-state financial aid. Uh, but you were barred from you. You essentially couldn't attend the top six universities. So again. As a freshman, I could never believe like he be, he graduated like one of the top kids in his class, wow. like, super mm. sharp, and he, he always had it in him. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, just really tough. Like his dad was the only one here. It was just him and his dad. His mom was still in Mexico. His siblings were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he ended up going to Armstrong State University because that was the only place he could go. He couldn't go to the University of Georgia. He got in. Um, but you, if you were undocumented, you could only attend if there was space at the school. And, of course, it's UGA. Oh, so like, damn. You so they, they kept it as a way to, like, you know, keep people out that, that exactly. are undocumented. Exactly. Because that's one of the main yeah. arguments that they have. Like, oh, you're, t- you're taking someone else's spot. You're taking someone right? else's spot. Right. Totally, um, total bullshit. That's exactly. It's kind of like like here in Texas is, is very similar. Like U of H, I couldn't go to U of H, right. Maine, or UT. Like the only option for me was U of H Clear Lake. Yeah. I did know someone because she was ranked pretty high in her high school that got a scholarship to go to A&M. And I was like, pretty conservative school you know yeah yeah but it's one of those that that like man that's cool to hear that you know he came out of it he, he graduated yeah, from college he, he did and he was actually i mean he was one of those kids who was like he would be in high school like he would be protesting at the capitol he would get he got arrested a few times wow yeah. like he would he would like literally like him, him and his his buddies like sit on the street and i was no longer in georgia at this point um and so yeah long story short like we still keep in touch i went to his graduation for college mm-hmm. and it was so sad because Thinking about my family, like my entire family came to my graduation. Like it's, it's like a five hour drive from the valley. But yeah. here at UT, it was like, what are they like when they announced my name? Like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're UT or something. <laughs> and, and for him, it was literally just his dad and me at Man. his graduation. And so that just like really hit me. Uh, it, it, made, it reflected a lot on me, but like, and, and he made it, he's doing great. He yeah. worked for CNN. He was writing for CNN. Wow. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I could always just pick up the phone and, you know, he was just somebody that, that in life circumstances kind of put him in our way. Like when he was in college, he's like, Rubio, I need $200 for books. Like I get, you know, I can help you out. Um, and I'm so glad that I was able to, um, that's good. Dude, so. that's, that's such a great, wonderful story, man. Thanks for sharing that about Rolando. Um, it just made me think that, you know, you probably seen it in your your career as a as an educator and working in the system like you know a lot of times you know when people are acting out people are you know kind of outcasts in their in their society yeah you know they're they get left behind yeah but 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 really it's like um especially people that that young students that young like they just want to be seen yeah they want to be heard they want to be understood that's i think that's everyone's one core basic desire agree so like the fact that you were there and you were able to see Rolando, like that's that's incredible, man. Um, do you have? Can you share a little bit about maybe some other takeaways that you had as your career as an educator that stayed with you? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think you raised a great point. You know, going back to my first year teaching too, there was one kid who would fall asleep in my class all the time, and he wouldn't bother anybody. He was, a, you know, this quiet kid, but you know, I kind of just left him there, and I was telling my mom about him, um, and she goes, "Mijo, like if you don't wake him up, who's gonna wake him up?" Like, if you're not the one that's going to fight for that kid, like, who is going to be it? And so, unfortunately, he ended up leaving my class after we started, like, or he left the school after I started, like, you know, hey, like, let's go. Like, uh, yeah, brother. Um, so, so, but, I mean, that's just, like, I think the the what I've learned is that kids, every single kid just needs somebody to believe in mm. them. And for a lot of kids, that happens at home. Um, a lot of kids that happens at home, but I mean, my wife, we have a, she, she also is an educator and there she, she mentors this girl, um, who, uh, is at Colgate university in New York right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were just talking on the phone last night. So my wife spent a lot of time with her when she's here in the summer, she comes with us because at home, like she can't talk about how she feels like, you, you know, how does she, she's, she goes through some mental health problem or not mental health problem, but like she just needs reassurance. Mm-hmm. Like she's not hearing that at home, like at mm-hmm. home, it's like. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, like you don't talk about those things. And, and, and I know that's not true for every Mexican American family or any Latino family, but, but, but the, the point you raised, the, the question you're asking is like kids just need, it just has to be one person sometimes. But again, it's those kids that don't have it. The kids who act out, the kids who are struggling, it's, you know, maybe their parents are going through a divorce. Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they're hungry. Uh, maybe they don't sleep at night because they sleep in a living room and, you know, they live like Rolando is a good example. Like he was, he was with his dad, but he didn't just live with his dad. He lived with, you know, the people that his dad worked with. So you're mm -hmm. talking about like eight men in a, in a room. So like, where would he do homework? So like kids just need somebody to believe in them. The problem with, and, and people might be asking, well, like, isn't that the teacher's job? Like, man, it's hard to do that when you got 30 kids in a classroom and, 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 and yeah. you can only, I mean, there's so many things coming in, coming your way. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, ideally nobody slips through the cracks, but the reality is that the way the system set up is like, it's just hard to like be there for every single kid. And, and it takes, you know, a lot of people, you, you think about the movies that we, in dangerous minds or standing delivers a good one. Yes, um, yes. That's not real life. Like you can't do what Jaime Escalante did. Unless you're willing to sacrifice, I mean, he sacrificed his health. I think in the movie, like he has like a, I don't remember if it was like a stroke Some or type of condition. Yeah, like he literally collapsed. So like you can't, you can, you can't do that. That's not rep. You can't replicate that like on a on a scale. Um, it's amazing what Jaime Escalante and people like him have done, but it's hard when you got your own stuff to, you know, you yeah. as a teacher, mm -hmm. you got your own stuff to handle. You got your family, you got your kids, and so that's that's. I, I think to that point, like kids just need somebody to believe in. I I, I firmly believe. That every single kid that goes to school wants to be successful. They start acting out when they when they can't be successful, like academically. They got to find other ways to stand out. Um, but I firmly believe that every kid that goes to school really wants to succeed. Um, it's when they start finding those barriers, like oh shoot, I actually can't read on grade level, you know. Um, and so like that's when they start acting out or like trying to stand out in different ways. But but yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough job, and and I think like we. The, the the system in this country is set up so that I call it kind of like an hourglass. If you think about an hourglass, like a little bit of sand comes out yeah. at a time. Yeah. It's set up so that like some people are successful. I call it like the Barack Obama effect. Like Barack Obama, like, well, he was he was black and he was president. Like, why can't you do the same? The reality is like it's not the way it's it works. Not, yeah. Like, like it, it, the system set up so that we're not all, you know, some of us are successful and we're kind of pushed as being like the models when in reality, like our kids are going through a lot. Well, and the thing is, um, when I was in when I was in school, uh, in, in high school mainly, you know, it was it was thirty percent white, thirty percent black, thirty percent Hispanic. Yeah. But like the the, it was like in Galveston. So Galveston, right. I mean, literally everybody went to the same high school. Uh, you get to see, you know, someone that really, really, really struggled. Like I was kind of like in between. I mean, no éramos muy pobres, pero tampoco éramos muy muy ricos. It was like we're making it, you know, barely making it. But I can, you know. I remember having a, one of my buddies that he didn't know English. He never really, like, paid attention to school, but he ended up making enough credits to graduate. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you can graduate today if you can. He's like, I, don't, I haven't even bought my cap and gown. So I was like, wait, vamos y, ¿cómo te la consigues? He's like, well, I don't have any money. Yeah. So, like, where do you live? So we walked to his parents' house, get the money. They're like, oh, te vas a graduar hoy? Like, sí, ma. So then get the, you know, get the money for the cap and gown. Yeah. Go to the, uh, go to the school so you can buy it. Cause right. apparently they usually buy extra ones. Okay. He graduated. But then, you know, a week before I'm sitting down with like this group called the best, best in his beta, like building excellent teachers for tomorrow something like that. And they have, you know, football players that they're, you know, they're white, they're privileged. I mean, it's just yeah. life is, 
And they were talking about like, yeah, my dad is actually doing all my college applications, doing all my college paperwork. I used to play football and get good grades. Yeah. But it's crazy. like, you know, you have this one guy right here that's trying to find right. 50 bucks to pay for yeah. the cap and gown. And you have this one guy, it's like, I mean, I got to see some of like, when you talk about the mirror, browse of the window, like, you know, as time goes come, come by and, you know, you, you go to different situations. I've been fortunate to experience better things than my past. So, you know, there's people that see, you know, what, what happened when I was, you know, graduated from college, being a DACA recipient. And they get motivated by it. They're like, ah, you know, there's there's something for us out there. Yeah. And I also got to, to you know, growing up, saw people that looked like me that graduated from college and and that was for me it was like a motivation more than anything mm -hmm. um yeah. and it's just like you said some kids just need like it's just it's hard because there's other guys that i know that are like super smarter yes. than me yes but no and they still fall the cracks. Yes. And, still still right. the cracks. and then you don't know a good example you know, speaking of like past episodes like mago mago's story is a really good one mm. um shout out to paprika and and, and mago and, and hayden were amazing people but mago's story and, and i might forget certain parts here but essentially like he didn't know that he could go to college and and you know yeah. if you know mago like that guy's super sharp yeah um so like speaking of people who just, but like he yeah. just didn't know so if he would have had somebody who said you know you can do this like yeah. you can go to college and a lot of again a lot of times when you're coming from you know if your family's uh not not if you're the, the thing i've noticed with like you know families who are newer to this country is they don't know how to navigate the navigate the system, system. Yeah. And yeah. So like he may not have been able to turn to his parents, but like if somebody like a counselor, a teacher, a friend, you know what you did for your friend is awesome because you you don't get to do those things again, right? Like you yeah. don't get to you only got to graduate one time from high school. Um. So anyways, like, but yeah, Mago's story is like is one like what you know if somebody had just like told him, yes, you can do this, and let me show you what to do. Like, you know, who knows? And I'm again like it worked out for us as people who love tacos because paprika's paprika's amazing. But yeah. Mago's story is like one that I thought about a lot. Because it happens to a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it just, it, it's kind of sad because, I mean, in, in, in the corporate world in America, and I heard it from this professor once, basically pretty much saying, look, do your job whenever you get to, like, more so talking to minorities. Mm -hmm. Like, Loki was saying, like, do your job, hustle twice as much. Yeah. Because corporation out there, they're always going to want to hire someone that looks like them. And it's kind of like, and that that was actually true mm -hmm. to a point because if you look at CEOs, maybe it's a bit different now, but you look at CEOs, I mean, you're always going to have someone that looks exactly like them. Even like the picture, maybe 10 years ago, the, you know, someone like, look like J.J. Watt, nothing wrong with J.J. Watt, right. but someone like say, those type of people will be more favored than, you know, like, yeah. un Jose, un, right. un, you know, Jamal. So it is, it is tough, but at the end of the day, like, I think... This is where our community just, you know, we got to find, hopefully there's more people out there like you that are helping those kids. And you know that yeah. maybe you can't help them out, but the ones that you can't, you, even, you know. Yeah, you can't help everybody, like even just one. Like if we were yeah. all like to say, like, I'm going to mentor this kid at the school. And, mm -hmm. and I know it's like hard. And we all have a lot of things going on, right? So it's not always easy. And, and me, myself, like in this new job, like I have kind of taken a step away from the schools. Mm -hmm um i will go like i will go back and help out when i'm when i'm ready i think i just need some time to like you know do 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 my own thing recalibrate exactly work on like, your own projects right right <laughs> so but but yeah i think like if kids just had like some just one person and, and again we can't help 
I can't help every kid, but if I could just help one kid, like that makes that that changes things for so it's ripple effects, right? Yeah, um, that that's why like if there's one thing like me goal for this podcast was also to highlight stories that maybe we can't talk to personally. I can't go to every school or right. go every place, but at least there's a platform where we can show this type of stories and and know that there's you know there's a a light after the tunnel. Yeah, dude. So yeah. We've, Touch a little bit on your educational background, you, you know, what you've done in, in, in the edu- educating community. Um, and you kind of briefly went over, you know, your, your role as a, as a husband and, and a father. But what, talk to us about, about that family life, man. Yeah. A, a little bit about your family life, some of the challenges, some of the struggles, some of the lessons learned for people like Richie and I who are not there yet. <laughs> Uh, I don't want kids, so. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty sure Richie's, yeah. I, think I, heard, I heard Richie in a, a past episode say so he was good on the, on the kid front. Um, let's see, gosh. I think the best conversation, the best, my dad's given me really good advice, uh, but he was, you know, um, the best advice he ever gave me was we were just, my sister and I were just curious one day, we were just, and we, re- we never really asked him these kinds of questions, but like, dad, why did you choose mom? Like, what made her, like, how did you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, He's like, you know, one thing about your mom's family is that they were very humble. Mm. They're good people. And I just fell in love with them. And so that really stuck with me because when I think about my wife, like you got to think about what the things you love. And, and I know we're, we're kind of all like, you know, husband up or we, we got the wives at home or whatever. But like, um, but for people listening, like when it's time to choose a partner, yeah. like what are your, what are the things that are truly important to you? And for some people that might be, I need a partner who's going to be like, I love to travel and, and my, my partner needs to travel or I love to try new things. My partner needs to be like trying things like for me, it was family. And so my I family was like super like that was my that was important to me because, I, again, I mentioned I come from a big, really big extended family. Mm-hmm. And so I love my wife's family. Like, I don't understand it. Maybe this is just like a gringo thing where they're like, oh, yeah, we got to see the mother-in-law. <laughs> in-laws. Oh, go in-laws. Mother-in-law. I never yeah. understood it. Yeah, I don't yeah. get that now. I'm like, I love my wife's family. Like, my mother-in-law is the, the best mother-in-law in the world. She's amazing. Oh. Um, but, but I love her family, and I would do anything for them. There's times where it's like, hey, uh, I sent $500 to Venezuela because <laughs> they needed it. Um, and, and I'm in a position now where, like, I mean, $500 is a good, is a good chunk of money, right? um but like you know i was like yeah i mean if they needed it like mm-hmm. let's let's support you know right. there's no question like i never now if it was like, I don't know, like two g's maybe that'd be <laughs> let's talk about it first <laughs> but the point is like yeah i love her family so I, I think like for one like find out you know it's important for you when you find a partner like what are what are your non-negotiables what do you want in the person and then i think as being a father it's it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, I'm, I'm, uh, i mean i'm not like super religious but like i do i, I do believe there's a higher spiritual power um you want to call it god dios allah um whatever like i, I do believe the highest spiritual higher spiritual power and i think that higher spiritual power is like giving me these gifts like my wife mm-hmm. is giving me these gifts of children that you know the the, the hard part about being a dad is or like being a per you have to balance now it's no longer about you um mm. and don't get me wrong like there's times where i, I am a little selfish like hey i want to go to the tavern and watch arsenal <laughs> and school, but i can't do that every weekend now uh, yeah. whereas it's before, limited times before yeah. it was like oh i was there every single us. week <laughs> exactly um and so but i think being a father our role is again i mentioned earlier you want to make your, the outcomes or the opportunities for your children better than what you made them and 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 I think you also sort of want to do better than, as a parent, do better than your parents. And look, I was—I love my parents. They raised me. Uh, I'm very thankful for how they raised me. I'm very thankful that they, they made sure Spanish was like a thing that we learned at home. 
because it's made me a better professional. It's made me a better. Like I love being able to communicate in two languages. And let me also just say that one of the best things about being bilingual is the music. Like music in Spanish is oh, so good, bro. Yes. Like, can you imagine your life without like rock en español or like, you know, I don't know, like <laughs> Bad Bunny. <laughs> anyway, so like uh, going back to it, I think like you want to do better than your parents. So like yeah. there are some things my parents did. There's this guy I follow on on Instagram. His name is Abelardo Campusano, and he's so funny. Like he imitates his parents, and it's just like. But some of the things he does, like, bring up kind of, like, traumas, right, of, like, yeah. how your parents raise you. <laughs> and, again, I'm not, like, not, I'm not putting it on, on blast here, but, like, you know, one of the funny things is my dad would never apologize. You know, he would always say, like, hey, ¿quieres ir a comer algo? Uh, and that's what he does in the video, like, ¿quieres yeah. ir a McDonald's a comer una hamburguesa? <laughs> that was his way of apologizing, yes, right? Whereas, like, yes. as a father now, like, if I mess up, I'm, I want to apologize to yeah. my son so he can hear. Eh, maybe we'll still go to McDonald's, right? But, but I want him to hear that. So it's, like, how do we become better and break yeah. those, like, cycles of, of of how we were raised because mm -hmm. i i haven't spanked my son ever i don't want to spank him i was spanked um and i grew up thinking like oh you know what it made me better it made me respect authority but like i don't know if that's now as as, as, as an adult like i don't i don't want to do that and so yeah. there's other ways there's there's better ways um so it's like it, yeah like how do you raise kids with respect and i think the other job as a parent is like going back to the windows and mirrors so like we purposely buy like the books that the kids read you know we read about like obviously like latinos um uh ruth bader ginsburg manuel has a book about ruth bader ginsburg we read about like women we read about like you know uh the lgbt community we read like a diverse because you want i, I want my son and my daughter to grow up like knowing that the again the the, the windows and mirrors piece like look outside there's people that look that, that just to respect different different cultures yeah, different dude, people from different that, races different backgrounds that's amazing I, and i'm so glad you brought that up because um every Every other morning, I'm at the, I'm at the YMCA doing my, my workout thing, and and I I end my workouts by sitting in the sauna. And when you're in a sauna, you're in a small space, and usually there's other people there. There's people that like to talk a lot, yeah. like a lot, so they open <laughs> up about random <laughs> shit. And you know, I live in Cedar Park, Williamson County, yeah. pretty conservative leaning. Yeah. So when I'm there, the people I'm in with are that in the sauna with, like, they're obviously conservative, just based on what I've heard, right? And one of the things they brought up is like, oh, yeah, you know, these schools, you know, they they try to indoctrinate our kids with all this um, all this woke stuff. Like, yeah. And and that's why I, I moved my kid away from from the pub, from this public school. I, I moved right. him into a charter school that focuses on like a certain educational system that is based on like the founding fathers constitution. And like it's it's insane hearing yeah. like some some of the perspectives from the other side. So it's like really refreshing to hear that that you <laughs> are raising, yeah. raising your family, your kids in a way that I I, I would love to do following those in that type of model. And, and so you know when we think about like uh, my son or like how I want my, how I want him to see the world, I you know I wear this uh, this this uh, watch band and I I've had it since probably 2020 it's been a couple of years maybe a little bit longer than two years but I, I saw a friend bought it and i was like you know what i'm, I'm gonna wear it because i've i've always kind of going back to my my story i mentioned my family's uh um they're 10 kids but my the mm -hmm. oldest um my theo mike passed away in 1988 and he actually died of aids and so sorry to hear that this man. is yeah and, and this was like thank you but the, the, so a couple a lot of things going on right like your me me mexican family you can talk about like the machista my machista culture, like my grandpa, you know, yeah. el abuelo, like the, the oldest son. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I was like four years old when he passed, but 
I thought he just, I, my family would always tell me, like, he just passed because he had, like, uh, like heart issues or something. Um, yeah. I was 18 when my mom actually told me how, like, he died of, he, he contracted HIV and he died of AIDS. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of wear this in honor of him. Um, but I also like to, to challenge people's, like, conceptions of, like, you know, what masculinity is mm. and, and, and what it means to be a man. And, and, and so I want my, my kids, you know, we talk about our kids because, you know, the, literally the things that we'll say to my son sometimes is like, well, you... We, we were purposely don't say like, well, when you marry a girl or whatever, like, oh, do you like this girl? Like, you know, and, and I mean, he's also a little kid, right? Like, it's funny how we how we talk to, to kids. But yeah. um, but going back to the to, to being an educator, like I, uh, one of my students, a sixth grader asked me when I had this, like, Mr. Rubio, can I ask you a question? And I already knew what she was going to ask. <laughs> She's like, are you gay? And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, but I wear this because I like to think of myself as an ally. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, um okay and there's a kid in there um that you know that is is gay and i just saw like his face like sort of like and i knew he was gay because um you know he actually told me uh later but i just saw saw his like face kind of light up and so if this like something as simple as this just makes somebody feel like more safe or more comfortable or like Mm -hmm. they can be themselves like that's important i want i want to sort of like as a, as a father, like I want my kids to to feel like they can be themselves first and foremost, but also want them to open, you know, make sure other people feel that way too. You know, it's like I grew up in a Christian community, and I mean, just saying the word "gay" it's it's a sin. Yeah. But they don't know anything behind the the sin. It's just like, oh, it's it's gay. It's uh, you know, I know we're all sinners, but you know, that's a that's a sin, and 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 they don't understand really why we yeah. don't understand the person in general just being human yeah. um i've had like one of my uncles he also had like a drug addictions and he also died of aids i think it's the first time i share with anyone like public yeah i'm um, sorry to hear that that's it's tough yeah, yeah. but but it's one of those things that like i seen him seeing what he went through his addictions it's kind of like do i want to go you know like live that life and that you know or do i want to just literally deal with whatever I need to deal with, but also understand that, like, anyone that's going through something, you know, and, like, say, I'm not saying, like, oh, it's being, you know, like, you know, like, liking men or whatever, it's wrong, but it's just more like you want to understand a person. And then, and at the end of the day, you always, you know, I'm, I'm also an ally because who am I to to tell people how to live? Yeah. Who am I to tell people how to act and, you right. know, their pronouns? Whatever, what matters is how happy the person feels. Right. You know, right. how much love they want to feel with another person. You know, if they love each other, why not? It's up to them. Whatever happens in life after, you know, life or whatnot, that's between them and God, I've always said. Right. But for me, yes, I think there's, and, and, and that's why I stopped going to church, just because church became a very, oh, let's pray for the for the, for the for the babies that are dying and this and that, yeah. you know. And I'm like, yes, you're talking about that, but you're over here literally you know, having your little cliques in the church yeah. and you always want to hang out with white people and you have all the Mexicans on the side or what whatnot. So it's, yeah. it, it just, it's good to, to like say if I ever have kids, I mean, I don't want kids, but if I ever have kids, I also want to have them, you know, think outside of the box. Right, right. Or just think for themselves. Think for themselves yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. But that's good. That's good. I'm glad like there's a kid out there that, you know, and you would know that like every time you do something, kids notice yeah oh yeah and they, they notice learn. what we do what we don't do what we say and what we don't say yeah um, yeah so yeah all, all, all everyone right and especially our own kids so 
Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it gets to, to go back to that question. It's it's a blessing to be a father, but it's a big responsibility. And you know, there's things that I can do better. Like sometimes I'm I'm I'm, I'm on my phone too damn much, um, and so I. You know, Checking literally sometimes I'll put it, yeah, looking at uh, the stupid memes that Richie, <laughs> the, the reels that Richie sends me on Instagram. Oh, my um, God. Todas mamas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, literally I'll have my phone on the table somewhere away from me and my kids will, my daughter will literally, two-year-old will literally bring it to me. Wow. Like, like you need this. So, like, I got to be, you know, I, I can do better and that's something that I want to do better. And, yeah. You know, we, we can all do better in, in our personal life or, like, in, in, in what we do to, to influence the next generation. So, it's it's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of uh, responsibility, but it's it's great. I love being a father, and I'm so thankful that I have uh, my wife, Daniela. She's an amazing partner, uh, an amazing good. mother. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, you know, and, and I try. Daniela. Yeah, shout out to the moms, uh, the all moms. the moms, because they have, you know, they have the tough jobs, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. It's good, man. Yeah. Um, switching it up a bit, um, going to Capital City, uh, for anyone that, you know, that's not from Austin, yeah. listening to this. What is, what is Capital City about? And, and and I know you started writing with them, right? Yeah, yeah so Troy Bryant, uh, I think Capital City is about five years. So this is this predates sort of uh, Austin FC, um, but it was around the time like Austin FC was, we knew we were getting a club. Um, the He just put out something on Facebook and, you know, I have I have two season tickets. My friend Elliot has the two next to me. So shout mm-hmm. out to Elliot. He was like, hey, we should write for this. And I was like, oh, I'm going to shoot my shot. Sure. So I email, I I've, I submitted the form. Mm-hmm. I submit, so I like to write. Like I have my own personal blog. I've written for other, I think I mentioned earlier, I've written for other like uh, online magazines. But it's not something that I do like that I can dedicate a lot of time to or at least in the past. Um, and then, I, again, I just shot my shot he hit me back and he's like why don't you do this uh i think i was going to the that um a native hostel i was like hey tonight i'm going to native hostel for the jersey reveal i don't know if you remember back in the beginning of the season when the mm-hmm. las, voces kiss, yeah. las voces came out the kit um so i did that and then literally like two weeks later he's like or a week later he's like hey they're doing this food tasting at um at the at q2 and they've invited the media do you want to go and i'm like i looked at my calendar for work and i was like i don't have any meetings so I'll just take a, a three-hour lunch. Nice. Um, That's and, crazy, and, and man. My boss is super cool. My boss is like, yeah. you do what you got to do, and then you figure it out. And I'm somebody who likes to – I still kind of wake up early, and I like to do work in the morning because that's when I'm more focused, like early in the morning, like mm-hmm. 5 a.m., 6 a.m. before the kids wake up. So anyways, like, and, and it just kind of like – next thing I know, I'm like writing this. Uh, that day, like, we got a stadium tour. I was like, asking Andy Lochnane, the the president of the club, like questions. Mm-hmm. I asked yeah, him yeah, about yeah. the Champions League. And then I wrote an article, uh, and then I just kind of been doing – like, it just kind of took off from there. Uh, I think the Kip Keller piece that I put out was probably the best received one mm-hmm. in terms of, like, cl- cl- uh, views, uh, viewers and, and clicks. Um, and so Troy's been great. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm – I know there's other people that have started writing. So there, we got a lot more content coming out. We got a lot of new writers. Um, we're trying to do more. Um, I things I got coming up is uh, I, I was telling I was telling Koke before we started uh, recording tonight. Like I want to start doing like a series on like places to go eat post match. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know about you all, but I sleep better, especially after after you know after las chelas, los tacos. Exactly, you need some taquitos, and, <laughs> and what a better place than Rumberg and Lamar. And yes, so sir. We'll be doing we'll be doing some of that, and then uh, we got a. I'm doing like a five big takeaways from the LAFC match uh, mm-hmm. coming up too, and then I want to do like a like a piece on the the like a, the away experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know Richie's been to to a lot of away matches. Uh, those are fun, man. Dude, that, that I've, is like, I've yet to go, but from everyone oh, I hear man, that those are like some of the most enriching yeah. experiences as a supporter. I, I, if they win, it's fun. Yeah. When they lose, it's 
donde it's not this one, yeah. The end, it's, yeah. It's, I was, you know. I was in Atlanta. I was actually in Atlanta with yeah. Alexis when we won 3 0 at, at Mercedes Benz. And that the night was just like afterwards, you're right. It was like <laughs> awesome. Went to LA for the for the Western Conference final Man, that didn't that end well, tough. but still a great experience. Yeah, um, yeah. So I want to do some more and just like have new ideas um, to, to write about, but I'm, I'm super, uh, I'm lucky I have a platform to do it. I, I like to do it. I don't consider myself like a good, you know, great writer, but it's it's just something that I do. And I guess people are reading it and, and, you know, Troy, again, Troy's liking it and he gives me the data, like the stats, mm. um, just like I'm sure you all look at your, uh, the number of listeners you're getting. And so it's, it's been good feedback and, yeah, I, I've kind of like I started off really, really strong, and lately it's just harder. I mean, there's also like been there's been like no, not as many matches, so it's yeah, kind of hard. It's to, been kind of a lull. Yeah, and like it's been activity. a little bit of a lull, but we'll, we'll pick it back up. So, like when it comes to writing, um, you 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 said you're you don't feel like you're the best. Yeah, but you're doing it, and that's the whole point. At the end of the day, it's like yeah. it's not who who's right. the best or not, but at the end, it's like right. doing it, and then if it's good, yeah, and I mean, like it. La gente lo que pida. Exactly, and, and I think we like you know we we spend so much time thinking oh what if what if uh, what if this doesn't work out what if it doesn't like sometimes you just got to jump in the water yeah. bro like you just got to do it and like shout out to you all too because I'm sure you had those questions too with the pod like will anybody listen like what's it gonna be like you just got to do it and and I think uh, do y'all know Gary Vaynerchuk Gary V. He's like an entrepreneur. Uh, um, he makes a lot of videos. Yes, and stuff. yes. yes so he yes, always yes. talks about like just get content out there. He's like, if you're someone like if you're trying to be an influencer, just put videos out there and keep going and keep going and and, and eventually like it'll you'll you'll hit that like, you know that point where you're, you're getting enough content out there. So you just got to do things sometimes and, and not yeah. worry about you know how you look or how it sounds like. And, and honestly, for me, if nobody read it, like I just love do I just love doing it. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Like I said, uh, some more and, and just offer different perspectives. Like it's, it's not just about the what's happening on the pitch. I think the beautiful thing, and you all know this when you support a football club, there's so many more things than what happens on the pitch. Yeah, right. um, yes. The results affect yeah. a lot of how we interact and react, but there's a lot more that happens. And, and I'm, I'm trying to like find those stories or like just give people the different perspectives beyond just, you know, if you, minutes. if you get a chance, um, if you get a chance to like get a media pass, uh, and they allow you, like say, tell them you're writing an article, yeah, you you your field level, you're gonna get a lot, a lot more for your writing because yeah. there's so many reactions, right. so many, you know, even winning, you know, like you're still enough people that like they can't believe that we're winning that much, or they're like they don't know how to react. Yeah. They just like, I mean, especially like people that are new to the sport. Yeah. They're like so excited, you know, like <laughs> looking at kids. Like it's just, it, it's, it's, yeah. that's one of the enjoy. Like for me, it's, um, when I do photography and I'm shooting, you right. know, in a stadium, it's just seeing the reactions. Right. Like, and I'm just, sure like you get to go back and look at, you know, the, the, the images you capture on the day of. And it's just like, it brings, like, it makes, it, it feels good to like do that. And that's yeah. your work. And obviously you're really good at it. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's fun Thank uh, you. being like a, a, creator i'm not like the most artistic person but this is what i'm gonna like, you all have your all of us have our, yeah. our own things and i think mm -hmm. the other piece of the the writing piece is like we we should all i think every person like find the thing that you love to do because you just love to do it i'm yeah. not getting any money off of this like in fact like uh i mean other than that free lunch i got a q2 that was, that was cool <laughs> but like if i do an article on an away game like i don't I'm, i'll ask troy if he'll like pay for me to go but i doubt it like, you know, or, or like this, like when I go out to eat after matches and I'm going to write about it, like I'm paying that off my own dime. So right. doing it because I love it. Um, and, and maybe it come, maybe something else comes out of it. Maybe mm -hmm. not, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I love it. And I think like, yeah. 
you know, that, that more like if you have the opportunity, like find out what you love to do and just like, just do it. Oh, well said, Chris. Well yeah. said. And it's awesome to hear that, that you're, fi- you're finding passion in your writing. It's, it's become a project that you've been able to give more time and love to. Yeah. I know it's, it's really enriching to hear that, but also just kind of inspiring just to hear that, you know, you decide you you found a role that gave you that, that, that freedom right. and you're taking advantage of it. You're not just letting it go to waste. Yeah. So. Kudos yeah. to you, man. I can't wait to continue to see what you write. And it's just awesome to, to, to hear someone of a perspective that I can relate to. You, you throw some Spanglish in there. You throw some, some <laughs> jokes in there. <laughs> some some internet meme, like, culture, you know, like, yeah. it's tight. It, we it, had a, just a side note. I think one of them, when I wrote about the food, is I, I think I wrote, like, I've had approximately 10,000 tacos in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering how how many do you, like, is that a lot? Is that so many? Like, we probably. Calculate the amount of tacos yeah, know, right? you've like, eaten in your life. Yeah, like, if I've tacos. had one per day, like, let's just say one per average yeah. and how long have I been alive. So I actually asked a friend this question that's also from the Valley, and we were just thinking about it because that's probably low yeah, know that's like culture like you can you can go you can a whole day, tacos. Like breakfast lunch dinner can, yeah fourth meal very like, versatile tacos, tacos 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 um but yeah i love i love tacos um but but anyways uh that, that'd be a, that's actually some an exercise we should all do is <laughs> all right how many tacos <laughs> have we taken down the average amount of tacos in a lifetime seen by a mexicano <laughs> or eaten by consumed by a mexicano yep but no nah, that's good man and and i think i think as as the way I look at it is, how do you make the legend grow? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it, I don't think, I, watching the game, you know, it's cool. That's a good thing, you know, supporting the team, but also, like, getting involved. That's where, like, just yeah. the meat is at. That's where, yeah. you that's, know. That's where the. You, you appreciate everything yes. more. Y te duele más cuando ganan y celebras más cuando, cuando, cuando. Te duele más cuando perdemos y celebramos más cuando ganamos. Just because it's not just, uh, like the surface because we actually you know it's it's yeah see that it's kind of like a part of you yeah i don't don't know yeah it's it's hard it's there's not that many sports i feel that can that that make that that you get in like you can be like like you can be a baseball fan you can be Mm -hmm. but i feel like with with football with soccer like there's a there's just a way that you connect that's just like different i don't know i don't know if that makes sense um like you're just more just means more um yeah because country because of backgrounds, because of how does the sport now relate to you when you were young, yeah. when you were a teen, when you were in university, like everything just comes to like how this team represents me. How right. do I want, how do I contribute to what's here? Yeah. Um, that's why like I, for me that, you know, hearing people that, you know, that constantly do stuff, it, it's, it's awesome, you know, because we're not bringing in, this experts to do it or this, you know, high paying right. people or recognized people to doing it. The culture's growing or, or the lane is going yeah, through, from the through us. Yep. And and now I hope the team continues to understand that every time we do something or we want to be involved, I mean aparte de que nos gusta el chisme, it's because we love it. Yeah. It's because we love the team. I mean we right. we appreciate it. Like yeah. if we didn't love this team then we would not be around, you know. Yep. We would not be everyone like tweeting out about the team twenty four seven. I mean yeah. Yep. So, um, I think, I mean, I just also goes like being part of the supporters group of Los Verdes, you know, it's just, you're part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would say I'm like more of a, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a member and I, man, I have so much respect and appreciation and I've met so many great people in, 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 you know, in Los Verdes. I'm, I'm not like as involved as I'd like to be. I think part of that is like my involvement with Arsenal and, and to be clear, that's like my first 
love. That's, first like, love. That's, like, yeah. yes. that's like my that's my love, and you know, <laughs> Austin Gunner. Not to compare, like you know, it's like you're comparing children, yeah. that, but that, that is my first love. So like, I'm not as involved as I want to be. Yeah. I mean, part of it, I'm, a, I'm a father. Like I'm, a, I, you know, my, my job sometimes allows me to be flexible. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, like maybe if I didn't have kids, I'd be more involved. And maybe down the road, once they're older, mm. you know, and I'm able mm. to get away from the house easier. I, but I've done like the TIFO stuff. I've done like the away matches. So like maybe not not to not to say that I'm better or worse than any other supporter, but like I I, I feel like I've done a little bit to contribute. Yeah. Um, you know, I gave you these stickers from our from our section. So we section one thirty five. Um, we uh, my friend I mentioned Elliot. We we just kind of like started galvanizing our section and mm-hmm. like we we had tailgates last season. We made this is this is our logo, and so we're trying to like <laughs> not to compete. So let me be clear. We don't. I don't think we want to be like a, a rival. Not not a rival supporters, but like. I don't think like a lot of us are in Los Verdes already. Yeah. Um, so I think we want to add to that because I, I, I want to get to the point. I mean, I'd love to get to the point where like the, the stadium is just more involved. Yeah. Right, um, right. Like the supporters is great. And we act 135 is really close to supporters. So we kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, we get a seat when, when I want to sit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like to stand personally, but you know, I'm six, four. So the people behind me sometimes, <laughs> the, <laughs> people, the people directly behind me are, they're always there and they're great. I love yeah. them. Uh, but sometimes they're like new people will come in because they'll sell tickets. So, it's like, ah. yeah, so yeah. I get it. And actually, in St. Louis, less, two guys got kicked out because they didn't want to sit during the match. What? That's crazy. Um, so like I, 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 I'll sit. Like I don't want like to 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 build like a, I don't want to be like a, I don't want to start like a fight or something, right? Like I, I, I guess. But I like to stand. But anyways, and so like section one thirty five. Like we're not we're not trying to be like. You know, we're just like a community, just like just, just like Los just Angeles. Adding to we the have tailgates. Yeah, we'll we'll switch tickets. So yeah. like, hey, my tia wants to come to the game. Like, can I switch you, trade you for like this game? And so mm-hmm. we'll do that. And so it's it's been it's been a lot of fun to be in a section that you know, in a lot of ways, we're building um, like a little community within within the stadium. Yeah, no, it, it's good because like, say for example, now you have the in the northern podcast, yeah, in the north side, right, and then right. you also have this group called Los del Norte. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's good to to see like you know sub sub groups right, coming right. in, and I'm pretty sure they are part of one of those SGs right. or not right. part of it. It's either it's like fine. in Los Verdes, you have like Los Pringles. Or, Los Pringles. Uh, shout out to uh, Los Verdes, the Care Bears. What's the other one? The Handsome Boys. <laughs> 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 handsome one of the boys. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, you, you have like their own. You know, your there's own a lot of expression little, in, that, little, in, in, uh, in the supporters sub groups. Yeah, you know, I've thought about starting one, but I'm like, nah. I'm Way too busy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll probably get fired <laughs> by the board of the group. <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, um, but yeah, it's it's been that's and that's the other piece is like I get frustrated when I'm on. So I'm on. You know, I'm also I probably shouldn't be on this, but I am on. The, but I feel like I, I need to be another voice. Like on this, there's a Facebook group that's the official Austin FC group. Mm. I don't even know who moderates it. Like I don't know how it became mm-hmm. official, but it's a group. And yeah, man, there's just so much negativity. In yes, there. yes. Um, so I feel like I can't leave because I'm 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 like straight up like commenting back, and yeah. not that I spend all my time on Facebook like fighting with people, but like when I see something, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and mm-hmm. and, and it's. Uh, when you truly love, um, we always say in las buenas, say in las malas. Yeah. So like when you truly love a football club, like yes, you want the results to be good, but it's more than just the results. Um, when I wear my Austin FC shirt, like when I travel for work, like a lot of times I'll wear my Austin FC gear because mm-hmm. there's just like a pride I have in our city and, and the club. And, and yeah, I want them to win, but also like more than anything, I just want the, the, the boys on the pitch to play hard yeah. and to represent our city in, in the best way possible. And I think for the most part, we've done that. Um, I know people feel many different kinds of way about the Cecilio situation, for example, but mm-hmm. I hated that Cecilio was always on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like that type of player. So I'm actually like, just with that alone, I'm like, but, but the players that we have now, 
now I feel like are great uh, stewards of of our community and. El Don Stuber, saludos. Yeah, Stuber is a real dude, man. I'm so glad he got paid because, man, he deserved it. <laughs> he deserved it. I would have. I would have started it. rioting outside. <laughs> no, <it's not> like <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, no, nah, I'm I'm glad. Um, I, I'm you know, it, it's like when I go to Houston, I always have to bring something Austin FC related. Yeah, whether it's yeah, yeah, my yeah. my yeah. cap, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. I even got a tattoo just in case they know. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, over there's la muerte. Oh dang! Yeah, I saw a bunch. Yeah, was actually a bunch of people. Did you get it that day at Native Hospital? Nah, I got it. Uh, I got it after Pluckers. It was like three of us ended up doing it. <laughs> that day at Native Hospital, I saw like, it was like ten yeah. people. I was like, dang. I I I, I mean, if they would have offered, I would have done it. But yeah. uh, I think they they had like a limited uh, quantity. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, that's okay. Fine. I already I'm have not, mine I have already. A, so. I have a cannon right here. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, for the gunners. For the gunners. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not there yet with Austin FC. We'll see. Never say never. <laughs> never right. say never. Right. Yeah. Um, man. Hey, uh, anything you think we can cover? Um, I think you want to talk about like Arsenal a little bit. Yeah, dude. Talk about my, please. My involvement with that. So, gosh, the story. I'm gonna go back to 1994, El Mundial uh, in, in the 1994. U.S. And so, 94 was like for me. The, that was like the first. That was the first World Cup I remember. Mm-hmm. I was nine years old, um, and it was great because it was obviously here in this country, and so you mm-hmm. learned about it. And this is a time like pre-internet pre like things were very different media wise yeah like you just you really didn't like there was not a lot that i knew as a kid uh it was not like the nba or the nfl where i could watch these like on tv yeah and i think the other part of my dad being from el salvador is like i know richie asked me like who's your team in mexico i didn't i didn't have one like i didn't grow up like a lot of you you know watching like chivas watching america uh, if i had to i will just say if i had to choose between the two i'd go with chivas I, i just respect you know the the whole like only Mexican players. Um, but anyways, um, so 98 was like France. And that's when I started to learn, okay, Maldini, he plays for Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Zidane, Zidane, he plays for uh, Juventus, Juventus at the time. Uh, Burkamp. So I became an Arsenal fan because of Dennis Burkamp. Ah, I started to learn about English soccer. That first touch. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like <laughs> Best first touch smooth, I've seen in the game. Silky smooth. So funny. You'll you appreciate this, Koke. Okay. In 1999, 98-99 season, Manchester United become the first english club to win the treble la, tri- la tripleta right which which is you win your domestic league uh you win the domestic cup which is the fa cup in england mm-hmm. and you win the champions league and so they hadn't won the champions league yet when i got this article from espn the magazine because the champions league is always like the last kind of mm-hmm. game of the club season yeah so i read this article paul Scholes, beckham uh ryan Giggs, like these guys like uh, Giggsy, yeah Giggsy. and i read this article and i was yeah. like I don't, I can't root for these guys. Like, I don't, I, it just didn't, I didn't connect. And so then I start seeing, I, I had a Sega growing up. I didn't have, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, right? I was a Sega guy. And so I started seeing this team with a shirt that said Sega Dreamcast. And I was like, <laughs> and then I started putting two and two together. Oh, that's Burkamp. I don't know if you remember, Burkamp scored a goal. I think it was against Argentina in 98. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, like, talk about the, the, soft the, touch. Yeah. yeah. If you YouTube, it's it like just, three touches from yeah. the back. It was like, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp. Uh, anyways, um, so I was like, Dennis Bergkamp plays for Arsenal. So I started playing FIFA 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing with Arsenal. I was like, I like these guys, Perez, Henry. Like the Arsenal had just won the double, which means yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that year they won the, the league and the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it for me. 18 years old, I bought my first Arsenal jersey with my graduation money from high school. It was at a Champ Sports in McAllen, Texas. <laughs> I still have that shirt. 
Somehow the shirt shrank. I don't know how it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I grew. Uh, but it still fits. Uh, again, la, Poco la, pegadita, yeah, pero. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it still fits. It's the, the O2, uh, the, what we call the Invincibles kit, because in, in 2003, 2004, they go, uh, they, they win the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, somebody asked me, like, how did you choose Arsenal? And I always say, like, when it comes to that, like, it's like Arsenal chose me. Like, I felt like the, the team <laughs> found me. And it's a club that I identify with, yeah. not just with the, at the time in the early 2000s, um really like attractive football like very, attacking very football much, yes. like beautiful beautiful football um but the first english team uh the, the first english team to field 11 foreign players and so the first time that 11 players that no, like no english players started uh later uh in the 2000 early 2000s the first english team to field all black starting lineup mm. so every single player uh was was black um Won the most FA Cups in English history. Third most titles behind Liverpool, uh, United and Liverpool. Uh, we ha- we would have had a lot more if it were not for Sir Alex Ferguson and Manchester <laughs> United. Ferguson's Man, he had like 13 league titles. Yeah, he's a, he's a um, legend. But, sure. you know, <laughs> I think the cool thing about following Arsenal back then is, like, you had to go out of your way. Yes. Like, this yes. was not, like, you couldn't turn on Univision. No, like, yeah. you you know, in Univision, you would get, like, the, the Mexican League games. Yeah. Like, you, I think we had, I didn't have cable growing up, but in high school, we got cable, and we had Fox Soccer Channel. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's how it was. Saturday mornings. Watching. Yes, that's how Just it started watching. watching. All the highlights, and all so the games. so, I, I, I was, I've been a Gunner since I was 18 years old, since 2000. Two or two thousand three. Um, again, two thousand three was when I bought my first shirt, and I was like, "This is my club." And I've known a lot of people that have picked like a European mm. club, and then like two, three years down the road, they're like, "Oh, I'm switching." Like they switch oh, teams because yeah. they learn more about the yeah, game. And yeah, so yeah. I'm really lucky. I, I pick a club I identify with, and and I'm going from like you know back back in the day, this was like you had to go out of your way to yeah. to, to know about the sport. To now, it's like everywhere. Um, you can watch any single game that you want for Premier League, and pretty much every game that Arsenal plays, I can. I mean, you have to get all the streaming packages, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I I was really excited when I moved to Austin because I, that's when I started watching with the Austin Gooners, um, you know, at the historic tavern. So when I started, we were actually at Cuatro's on West Campus. Cuatro's, uh, yeah, man. Old dude. school, bro. You're taking me back with, so, the, with, the, with the tiled screens. Yeah, so literally my first <laughs> match with Austin Gunners was at Cuatro's. I missed the second match because I had to work or something. I don't remember why. And then the third match, the board at the time decided to move to the tavern. Mm. I remember this was 2013. We just we played Tottenham that morning. Um, and so long story short, like Cuatro's was just like not – it was kind of everyone's bar. Mm-hmm. Um, like Too many all, people. Yeah, yeah, and there was like park, parking. Parking was parking really, was really tough crap. at Cuatro's. It was really tough. West Campus, yeah, so UT. Yeah, so. and so we moved to the tavern, and then next thing you know, I'm like treasurer of the group, um, and then next thing you know, I'm branch manager of the group, and so we Arsenal America is kind of like the umbrella for all the supporter groups, all Arsenal supporter groups in the country, um, and so I, I I couldn't be a high school principal and uh, <laughs> branch manager at the same time <laughs> and be a new father. And so I was the current branch manager. Matt was, I guess, my successor, um, and he's done a great job. Um, and but I'm still like super involved. Um, you know, uh, I I just the people that I've been watching with, I've been. I mean, they are now like friends. Like you know, the, the people that are, we've gone through thick and thin. And when you watch soccer, 
It have is. highs and lows. The highs and lows. I, I thought you were going to say, well, I couldn't be a branch manager, principal, and a new father, so I quit my job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, if, if Austin Gunners paid the bills, now, <laughs> now I could probably do it, but, but you know, we want new leadership and we want, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, the, and the board does a great job now. So anyways, um, that's, yeah, that's my story of, of Arsenal. It's, it's, it's uh, I, I absolutely love this football club and it's a really good time to be an Arsenal fan right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we are, the results weren't what they were, like I'd still be there. I watch every match. Um, unless I'm working or unless I, you know, I got something going on. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it is my, and so that's kind of like when we talk about Los Verdes, um, Los Verdes is not my kind of go-to community, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I kind of already had one, um, through Arsenal. And so like, I'm wearing this green army shirt cause we, we like to call ourselves the green army. We're wow. very unofficial, wow. unofficial, unofficial. I, dude, I, I had not realized that. <laughs> I saw it earlier. And so like, we, uh, yeah, uh, we have, we, we call ourselves yeah. Ar- Arsenal is like red army. That's one of the things that, that you'll hear friends say. So green army, uh, it's Arsenal supporters that also support us in FC. Um, you know, we tell uh, we tell get together before matches. We we all park in the same spot. And, and, and so the Verde um, Gunner, yeah, the Verde Gunner. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> but, really, yeah. And, and and thinking about Austin FC, I didn't think I would fall in love with Austin FC the way that I like. Yeah. I remember as branch manager, mm-hmm. the club. I'm actually met rep- from representatives with the club. Um, he's no longer. He was actually an Arsenal fan. Uh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name, but anyways. And so I was talking to them. Um, one one of them's Avin. He's he's like the senior he's the main guy with tickets and i was like i mean like i don't know if i can love this team the way that i love arsenal like i feel like my heart has only enough space for yeah. for one football club um and then i met with him like uh, a couple weeks ago we had we had some beers and he was like i remember when i first <laughs> met you he said i didn't think i would fall in love and look at you now and i was like damn and, and i didn't actually didn't fall in love until that first home match like like i was watching all the because yeah. remember oh, the first yeah. season we yeah, said yeah. we had like we nine had, like nine away, matches, away or matches or something Right, so yeah. it wasn't until like the tenth match, or I don't remember the exact number, but it, and that's when I just I fell and I fell hard, and and so look at me now. I have Austin, Austin FC and, and, and Arsenal Football Club. I I, I still love Arsenal more. But that's I, great, man. But uh, but I, I think as time goes, and, and there's just something about supporting your local yeah. club, yeah, uh, and being there for for them and mm-hmm. being that twelfth man. You kind of, I mean, it's I know you don't have to, but you know, it's here, so yeah. You live here. You live here. Yeah. here you breathe you're here. here. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're like part of it, you whether have, you like it or not. Right. Yeah, and and then like I know a lot of people don't like Austin FC. They really they're like eh, like Austinites. Like people that live in Austin don't. They live in Austin. Don't yeah. identify. Who are these people? Yeah. What are their like, addresses? Like, are you gonna dox them? Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> but but it's kind of like like say for example, it's like every time they talk about it, it's kind of like in a down thing. Like no, like. Like, like, you know, you're not involved, bro. Like, you're just, yeah. you know, like, it'll be different if you're involved. Okay, it hurts you, but, you know, you're just shitting on it. Like, dog. I mean, yeah, people, again, it's kinda like, people are always going to shit the shit. Negativity tends yeah. to yeah, rise yeah. in certain, but, certain channels. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, if they shit the shit, I'm, I'm like, you know, do it when you're involved. But not like, outside of, like, the club. Right, you know? right, right. It's That's easy, it's easy like, to criticize yeah. when you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's, yeah. So, but don't don't celebrate it. Like, if we take the MLS Cup, like, in the future, you know, hopefully soon. Oh, they will. They'll be the, the main season. one celebrating. Yeah. Season. We, still, we can still do it. Like, like, there's we, a lot of soccer left to play. There's a lot of football left to play. There's not a lot of Premier League left to play. Um, I, I, I will say that um, I did have the chance to watch, uh, I believe it was the Arsenal season opener at, at the Tavern. Yeah, yeah. I remember That's you I, came Said hi. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> er- Ernie, one of our one of our uh, great friends, uh, he's a huge gooner. Okay. Um, he invited me. I don't so know. He was, how, there. Okay. I don't, he was there. He and we just met I'm up. Sure, I know t- his face. You, mm-hmm. you know his face. Yeah. 
we were at the tavern uh, and we were watching the game. And I just remember uh, the experience of being there completely like the tavern was completely filled with supporters day one. Yeah. I had never watched an Arsenal game uh, in public. Yeah. I had never watched it. Definitely not at the tavern. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is a beautiful experience. Low key. Yeah. You were like, it's, this it's, is, this is no, I was like, this is a nice experience. Low key. Like <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, I would never, I would never, I would never. What I'm trying to get, but yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised right. by was uh reception. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. people ask me like, Oh, are you a Gunner supporter? I'm like, no, I, I, I'm a man. You support like, Oh, that's unfortunate, but welcome. Yeah, you know, yeah. have, there'll be yeah. banter. Yeah. There's, there's banter, which is expected, Normal, yeah. but it, it was awesome. They were super welcoming. Everybody was super nice. And, uh, it just made me feel like, you know, I was watching the game amongst friends, yeah. not amongst people that, like, you yeah, know, yeah, weren't welcoming. It really is, like, friends. And yeah. I think for context, if, if you're wondering, like, I mean, we'll get, for a big match, we'll get, like, two, three hundred people there. Yes. I mean, it will be, yes. like, it I shouldn't huge. say that out loud because the fire marsh, like, uh, fire, fire marsh might shut it down. Yeah, but but that's like, another, another tavern, a tavern that's, that's like, you know, far tavern, away from like, here. Like, not the one yeah, yeah not the one on top. Somewhere in Pflugerville or something. Yeah, yeah, not that one. But it's cool because. It's spelled with a B de burro, no B de vaca. Well, a bunch of the guys just came back from London. They went to Leeds. We played Leeds this weekend, so they were there, and they're oh, like, wow. you know, they were talking about the, the old English pubs that have been around for centuries, and yeah. they're like, there's nothing like that here in the U.S. The tavern is the closest that it's, we got it to is. it. It really mm-hmm. is. So it's just a tavern, a really historic building. Uh, but, yeah, to jam 300 people in there for top and top floor, bottom floor for a big match, it's it's crazy. And I'm, a, I'm one of those, like, I'm the ones who's starting, like, the songs. Like, I love to, I'm not, I don't have a good singing voice, but I started, you know, like, starting the songs and... <laughs> And so that that adds to the experience, and it's just it's fun. My my, I, I kind of say like people people there. You you have to like there's like self care, right? Like some people get massages, some people I don't know do yoga. Like mm-hmm. that is like my mm-hmm. own self care. Like in the morning, watching the right, right, watching and, the and then it's like yes, we get a lot of people, but then like for the early matches, like the six thirty kickoffs, like. That's where we'll get like the forty, like the, the hard, the, the hardcore, hardcore, like hardcore. the craziest, yeah, the craziest yeah, ones tight, of us. And, and, and like I said, we just become really close. And it's 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 different from watching at home. Like like you celebrate at home, but it's something different when you're celebrating with your friends people, and you're yeah. hugging and high fiving and and again, people that like uh, you just just you've been through the yeah. thick and thin with. It elevates the experience yeah. for sure. So if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you're an Arsenal fan, come come check us out at the tavern. You you won't regret it. Yes, um, I will say just. Based on where we are in the season, man, you kind of blew their chance at being contenders. You know, that's my, that's my squad. That's my team. <laughs> it is what it is. Y'all will be all right. Y'all will it be all right. It is what it is. But uh, for the love of, of football football and everything that is good in the football universe, I want Arsenal to win. Yes. Because yes. I think if Arsenal, Anybody win, but City. Arsenal wins, football wins. Yeah. There is football gods out there. But if City wins, it's just yeah, money nah. wins. Yeah. Money wins, yeah. evil wins. I feel like evil wins, especially after all these. Like and this is the other frustrating part is like all these cities been found to violate it. I don't know how many. Oh like, yeah, you know, like nothing happens and slap not, on the wrist. Yeah, like I don't even financial fair play is a joke um, or whatever that financial fair play means. That, but that's, yeah, that's why like people have told me that like it, Arsenal, like we it, want you to win because yes, if there's city. there's one thing that I you know I'm not a, a Real Madrid fan, but seeing Real Madrid take the Champions League. Yeah, especially when they're not expected. When they beat PSG and they take him out, yeah. Or Man City is like football wins. Like for right, some reason, right. it just feels right. I mean, last it feels, season it feels a little better. Yeah, little yeah, better. you're right. Yeah, because uh, I rather, I mean, I don't, you know, I wish Real Madrid never takes it, but right. I rather not have a team like Man City right. or PSG take yes. the 
Yes. You know, like, take yeah, those titles. Chelsea, uh, I'm, I'm really, you know, whatever's happened. Chelsea's a mess right now. Oh, dumpster <laughs> fire. Man, but it's also like the amount of money karma. Spent, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Y'all got anything else to add on the no. EPL? Not, not on the EPL part. No. I think uh, it'd be nice if you let people know where they can find your, your writing, Chris. Yeah, so uh, Capital City Soccer. Dot, I think it's dot com. Just Google it. Uh, I really, I highly recommend you follow us on on social media because that's when we'll post uh, pieces, new pieces that drop. Um, like I said, we got a lot of new writers. Um, we got Adam, uh, who's actually in Los Verdes. Uh, he started writing as well, so I'm really excited for that. So like, kind of like a diverse, you know, uh, the diverse group of people in terms of like the football, like where they sit in the stadium and their relationship mm-hmm. with the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, just if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, you'll 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 see when the pieces drop, or just capitalcitysoccer.com. Awesome, y'all go follow Capital City Soccer. Read this man's articles. Read the awesome content they have. Continue to support. Yeah. Yeah, man. I you know. Appreciate you coming, Chris, uh, yeah. and appreciate the articles that you, you've done. I've, I've read a couple, and they're, yeah. they're quite entertaining. And, and I want to thank you because you have – I think you've shared a couple, and, and I appreciate that because, you know, it's – it's. I always say, like – and so I appreciate when you do – when anybody does that, honestly, because when we think about, like, our the people that we love or either people that we know, like, it's it's so easy. It's so, it doesn't cost us anything to like, yeah. right, or comment or share. It's free. And so, you know, and I probably need to do a better job of that with this podcast, too, is just, like, sharing, um, you know, uh, yeah, just sharing, a little, you know, when, when I get those. Because sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But, but yeah, just, like, I, I really appreciate that on, on y'all's in. And, I got, like I said, I got a lot of uh, positive reception, especially for that Kip Keller uh, piece because Kip was going through it. And uh, <laughs> he had a bad game. He, he, you could say that. He had you could say that again. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but again, the, the 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 whole the whole point of that piece was like how we support our players and and we got to support them in the good and the bad. And 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 you know, I I know he's with Austin FC two right now, so we'll see what happens with him. And like I said, whenever he comes back to Q two, if if he if he does, like I'll be I'll be there, you know, cheering loudly for him. Man, I hope he comes to you and be like. <laughs> I did. I did send him a message on Instagram. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I mean, he didn't respond. Obviously, I wouldn't have expected him to. But, but you know, like things like that, like just like trying to like. He's a kid, man. He's probably yeah. like, twenty two years old. And, and exactly, and we're just people are just like trying. I don't know. So yeah, we just got to be positive with our football club results. Let the results be where they may. But at the end of the day, like this is our club, and 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 the players will come because they feel loved and respected by 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 the fans, uh, by the supporters. So we got to continue to do that. Las buenas y las malas. Yes, sir. Ooh, this is going to be an actual reel right here before the game on Saturday. <laughs> nice. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention on the personal note, um, this is we're going to have some changes on my end. I, this is my second to last episode with Otra Por Favor. I will be um, going – I'll be kind of like going more into it, but I just wanted to let everyone know that next episode will be my last, so – it's been it's been a hell of a run. Uh, I can't wait to to record the last one and make it a make it a banger. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. We'll we'll talk more on it. Uh, you know when when it comes and have you 
you'll be the highlight of that episode. Yeah, you'll be the. the so you'll be guest. like in the in the middle seat, <laughs> and I'll be asking you questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna have the spotlight, like literally those lights are gonna be like right above you, like an interrogation. So yeah, exit interview. <laughs> Damn. There you go. Yeah. Nah, uh, appreciate everything you've done, Koke. Uh, it's great, and you know we'll talk more when it comes in the episode. Yes, sir. We got some. I got I got something cooking, which will be good. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, it, I think anything, any, any, you know, anyone that's my, my, for me is anyone that's looking to, to create something, do it, yep. do it, do it. Um, don't think about it. You know, it probably won't be the best at first, but at the end of the day, it's going to get better over time, whether it's writing, taking pictures, drawing, um, music, anything, you know, anything that gets you going, anything yes. that gets you going, Check go it. for it and do it because the worst part is when you don't do it. Like earlier, yeah. I heard a, a you know, that it's not that curiosity killed the cat is hesitation. Mm. Mm. So, Facts. um, yeah, man, uh, there's another episode of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Se cuidan, se portan bien. Adios y arriba la América. And let's Chivas. beat the shit out of LAFC. <laughs> yes, let's go, boys. Let's go. All right. <laughs>